everybody welcome to episode 58 of the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas with eric sanchez today is going to be a fun show we have two special guests today two and a half if you count our audio clip that was sent in we have carrie at collar x or collar elbow wwe let me look up his because he's got his twitter and instagram are two different things collar x elbow i don't know let's check it out here so we've got Collar X Elbow WWE. There we go. Uh, he's going to be on as well as Brandon Hova, also known as the Big Mark at Hova, H-O-V-A-A-A. Yeah. It's a Jay-Z thing, right? I don't know. It's his last name. Uh, they're going to be talking about our subject today, which is meeting wrestlers and autographs and just running into wrestlers and stuff like that. Both of those conversations went longer than I thought they would, which is fine. So mm-hmm. today's show will be longer for everybody. So enjoy enjoy yeah. the nice maybe we'll take a week off next week to, to, to make you guys recover <laughs> yeah we'll do a part one part two and then the, um, the last part's gonna be the tease which is our buddy mark caruso got the audio clip of why sting said mamacita all right at the end of star k97 all week for this we will play that for everybody that'll be the last portion of the show so that's your big teaser so if you're wondering why the hell sting first words as the crow was mamacita <laughs> you right. will know you will know by the end mm-hmm. of the show if you want to follow us on Twitter, guys, please do at PPW Podcast. We are Positively Processing Podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. If you have a podcast app, it will feed into that. If you are an iTunes user and want to leave a review, that'd be great. It helps us become more visible to people. Appreciate all the listens and downloads over the past few weeks. I really appreciate all the feedback and Twitter following, all that stuff. If you want to support the show, you can go to whatamaneuver.net, pick up the I Never Complain Online shirt or the Positively Pro Wrestling shirt. Multiple color options are available for you, and that goes to helping us pay for our server costs and keep the show free. We were just talking about this earlier about like Patreon and all that stuff. Yeah, and I don't think I could ever offer anything at Patreon. Like I don't know what I would offer people like more content, but it's tough enough to record one show a week. Right. <laughs> like I, I see some shows do like live watch-alongs and things like that, which is pretty cool. But just for me, it's not something I really I can do. I did think about because I I find so much wrestling junk like over the time and I have stuff here that like, I don't really need mm-hmm. I was thinking like if you do $5 a month you get like a box of wrestling junk every month that I find and I was like <laughs> a mystery box pretty much it could be a, you know a, a mystery mini it could be a, an elite figure you never know because sometimes I go to five below they got those elites so yeah. you never know um, but we'll see uh, I also want to apologize because last week I said I was going to do the giveaway of the 92 Survivor Series VHS never got around to that because our show what was our show last week? I forgot already. The um, it wasn't the collect the Coliseum video. That was the week before. Bad wrestling. Yes, bad wrestling. I don't know. There's so much, like between the Coliseum video show with the horror movie barbecue and our bad wrestling show, 
there was so much like feedback back and forth on Twitter on it, like talking about it, that I kind of lost track. So I will this week give, do that giveaway. I promise. On Monday, I will put it up on Twitter for you guys. Today is Friday. On Monday, I will put up the giveaway for What's you. What's the rules? It'll just be a follow and retweet okay. type of rule. And if you're in, if you're if you're overseas, I may may you make you pay for shipping. <laughs> but U.S. it'll be free shipping. Because hey, man, got a kid on the way. Kid number two on the way. <laughs> He'll be here in a few weeks. I got stuff to buy for myself selfishly okay so let's kick it off with who are who are some of the people you've met that have stood out for you whereas it was a cool interaction or it was a cool story type of thing and then after we we do our little stories on that we'll talk about starcast because that's kind of uh, we'll feed into the interviews and yeah. stuff. so we got <clears throat> two of them um Jerry the King Lawler is probably the one I like the most. Where'd you meet him and when? I met him at Pro Wrestling Blitz in Joliet, Illinois. It was like a like a little indie thing out yeah. here in Chicagoland. Um, they would do, well, you know, you got indie shows, and then they bring in, like, big names, yeah. bigger names to kind of right. draw the crowd in. So that drew me in because they had Jerry the King Lawler and Paul Bearer on the same one. And ironically, the Paul Bearer um, – meet there was probably about a month before he died that year did you get them both in that time yeah no okay. they were both there and i got them autographed um jerry the king lawler i had him sign one of those uh, wrestling classics where it was like uh, jerry lawler and jyd on the front cover of the dvd oh okay yeah yeah the, and, the rivalries where yeah. the heat, heat seekers or something was called yeah yeah and then the wrestling managers i forgot what that was called but it came with some trading cards so one of the trading cards inside that wrestling man or greatest managers of the WWF, there was a Paul Bearer card, so I had him sign that trading card. Uh, Shawn Michaels was was kind of fun, too. Uh, we waited in line. It was at World of Wheels, um, maybe Rosemont, Illinois, wherever it was. Yeah. In the Chicagoland area. And it was free, but it was a long line, so we kind of waited maybe a half hour before we met him. So the whole time I'm standing there, I'm like, you know, everybody's just, like, shaking his hand or saying stuff to him. I'm going to do the too sweet, like the old click, you know. Yeah. Because I'm going to be in... Uh, an innovator of sorts. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking about it the whole time, like, all right, no, he didn't do it. She didn't do it. They didn't do it. So I'm just kind of, you know, waiting to get up there. Maybe I'll be the first one. I'll be, he'll think I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I go up there and I did it and he, you know, did it. You know, we two sweeted each other. So that was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. And as I was walking away, you can kind of stand and, you know, see people still taking their pictures and stuff. So people started doing that with him. Like, I was the first one. There you go. Today. <laughs> there you go. With the Jerry Lawler uh, meet and greet you did with him. Anything that stands out? Because you said it was cool to meet him. Was he just like? Hey, he's just up? a really nice guy. Nice to meet people. Yeah, yeah. Friendly. I mean, that's one of the things I look for when I. Obviously, I think everybody would look for when you're meeting somebody is that they're nice and cordial and right. appreciative, and you know they all were. Yeah, uh, I think one of the one of the guys I met a couple times. So there's a few different people I've met, and I met. This was at an airport in Orlando. This was after WrestleMania 24, and I'm sure I've told this story on the show before, but not everyone's listened to every show, but after WrestleMania 24, we were in the airport, and my, we were, I was like, there was like a McDonald's next to us where we were in the, like our seating area to get on the plane, and I look over, and my friend's like, I think that's McFoley. And I'm like, huh? Because he kind of blends in. He wears like a sweatshirt and just, yeah. you know, a t-shirt and all that. And like, he smiled, and like his teeth were missing. We're like, oh, that's McFoley. So we walked over to him, we're like, hey, how you doing? You know, it was, it was nice to meet you. Man, if we get a quick photo with you. And he's like, yeah, no problem. And he's like, do you go to WrestleMania? We were talking with him. And this, the WrestleMania 24 was in Orlando, and this was the year that 
Kim Kardashian was there, and she wasn't as huge as she was now. My buddy goes, hey, Mick, I got a question for you. Why the hell did Kim Kardashian do the Make-A-Wish thing and not you? He goes, Kim Kardashian did the Make-A-Wish? He's like, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't know, and then... Uh, and he was with his kids in line for McDonald's, and we're like, I will take, you know, take it. His kids came like a sec, a few seconds later, because we yeah. wouldn't went up to him if the kids were there. So they came a few seconds later, and they were asking him what they can get. And we're like, all right, we'll see you. And by that time, like, a, like a field trip school kids like noticed, and they were like taking pictures. Mix like, hi, field trips here. We're like, sorry, man, we try to keep it low key. He's like, yeah, don't worry about it, type of thing. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun. And another one I met, like, kind of not like planned i'd say was i i was in orlando again and this was and I, i'm sure i've told the story before but it's fine we were walking around like the orlando city walk area where there's like bars and stuff like that and it, it, it was nighttime mm-hmm. and my buddy had a shano mac jersey on and at the time this shano mac jerseys were not easy to come by like he was pretty rare to see one and this was 2008 and also we hear some guy yo you want me to call shane right now and we're like, wait, what? And like, we, and we had a couple of drinks in us. So we walk over to the guy and he's just talking. I go, and I was just like, I know you. And he was like, you know me. And like, kind of gave me like a smile. I'm like, and I yeah. went, and I snapped my fingers. Like, like, I kind of do know you. And I go, Pete Gas. And it was Pete Gas from the Mean Street Posse. Yeah, that's awesome. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he was with a girl. And he goes, see, I told you. So I'm sure he was like telling her, yeah, I used to be a wrestler yeah. or whatever. And she did like, yeah, whatever. So we took a pic, we took a couple of pictures with him and he was super nice. And like he was pulling out his phone ready to call him. He's like, no, I can't call him or whatever. And he was so happy we recognized him. It was just, it was just really cool to meet Shane, uh, Shane's buddy from the Mean Street Posse, Mr. Pete Gas. That yeah. was a, a funny thing. And then the next year, WrestleMania 25 in Houston, after the show, I was in the bathroom, like, we get, like, just taking a piss and leaving. And my buddy's like, you gotta come out here right now. I'm like, all right. And he ran into Pete Gas again. <laughs> so we met him, we met him again. It was, it was pretty cool to meet him back to back years. So I met good old Pete Gas. Yeah. This one may not be so random. I went to a Ring of Honor show with, uh, Frontier Fieldhouse in Chicago. Ridge. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a gym. It's like a rec center for people who don't yeah, know. Yeah. So. A couple of Ring of Honors, 2014, 2015, I went to, you know, one of each. And Kevin Steen, Owens at the time, well, yeah, Steen, he was there and he wrestled. And it was my first time seeing him. Like, he was so good. Like, I heard about him and, you know, I've seen videos online and stuff like that. So he was one of the reasons I went to go see the show and put on a great match. Yeah. And it was about a year before he, you know, went to NXT. So I think I went outside to go to my car to get something. This is after he wrestled. And I went to go get something and come back in. And he was standing on the side of the building, like, you know, like gym doors are on yeah. the side of the building. He's standing out there, and he was kind of on the phone, and I didn't want to be rude, but I saw him, and he, I was right there, he was right there. Yeah. And I think he was on hold because he wasn't talking. He wasn't didn't look like he was paying attention to what was going on. Uh-huh. So you tackled him. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I, I didn't really know what to say because, you know, it just seems kind of awkward because I don't know if I'm interrupting him or not. I'm like, hey, man. He's like, oh, hey. I'm like, yeah, you had a real good match tonight. He's uh-huh. like, hey, thanks, man. That was kind of it, and I'm like, man, I should have said something more to him, but I didn't want to be rude. But hey, you want to go get some food with me? <laughs> yeah, I want to go to a Waffle House or something. Yeah, right, or IHOP or, or But he, I mean, he's a nice guy. It's interesting to like meet people like out there. Yeah, in and, the wild. Yeah. Not that that much of a wild, but he was outside the building. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we uh, This was also at WrestleMania 27. We were sitting in the club level, and right behind us in the skybox was the skybox had Edge, Kevin Nash, Booker T's wife, Charmel, and Christian was ended up there. This was after Edge's match. Uh, I think X-Pocket, Road Dog, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So 
later my buddy went out like saw like x Pac and road dogs so he's like i'm gonna kind of like follow him because we're on the club level and they went outside to smoke and he's like, hey, Road Dog, what's up, man? He's like, I'm a foreign. He's, like, he's like, I'm in the military because Road Dog's military. He's like, oh, sweet, man. They were talking for a little bit. They took yeah. a picture, threw up the DX sign. So that was pretty fun for those guys to meet each other. That's good. Um, yeah, it was, it was really cool, really cool times. Anybody else you've done, like, meet and greets for that you can think of? Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. And... I met him before, too. He's really quiet type of thing. Like, hey, how are you? Hey. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Well, I think I, I don't know if I told, I know I told you the story. I don't know if I said it on, on the podcast. I think you did a while ago about the wrestling, about like the selling of the. Him showing up in the sling. Yeah. And, yeah. You could tell it in case people haven't heard it before. Cause I'm sure we'd get new listeners from our two special guests. So, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So we were lined up outside the pro wrestling blitz. It's a little, I don't know, Joe, St. Joe's auditorium. It's like a gym type thing. Yeah. So everybody kind of gets there early doors open. We walk in. So everybody's kind of standing in line waiting for Jake because. Before the show starts, I think it's about an hour before the show starts, before they let you in to sit down, but you're still standing in line. You can stand in line to get tickets, or you can stand in line to wait to get yeah. into the actual part of the gym. And we're standing there waiting, and everybody's like, bah, 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 bah. I like time talking. He's like, oh, there's Jake. And I'm looking around, like, I don't see Jake. So he do, he does walk in. He's got his jacket on, um, one sleeve on it on, and the other one hanging off, and his arm is in a sling. And Everybody's like, oh, man, he's hurt. And so let me stop you really quick. So I know this wasn't the situation, but as you're telling the story, I'm picturing, remember in the movie Beyond the Mat, yeah. when he shows up to that, like, place in, you know, it's South Dakota, he's got, like, same. a jacket over his head. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's all, like, fat and huge. I know he wasn't that at the time, but no. yeah, that's what I was picturing. But go ahead. I'm no. sorry. So I'm like, okay, well, he's hurt. And I, I, I didn't even think about it. Everybody's, like, totally sold that he's hurt, he's injured. It kind of makes sense. He's a little bit older. Maybe he heard it. Whatever. But he's just there to sign some stuff. So I didn't know he was going to be part of the show because some of the guys aren't. And we were got into the show later on. We did the autograph, whatever. The show's going on. Towards the end of the match, there was, I wish I remember the name. is like Bad Street, somebody's son, whatever. And they start ganging up on one of the good guys. And it's like three on one. Bad guys are beating up the good guy. And all of a sudden, Jake comes out, still in the sling, and he comes out, gets into the ring, slides in like he always did back in the day, or rolled in. And he gets the bad guys to, like, back off a little bit, but then the three guys look at each other like, hey, you know, his arm's messed up. We could take him. So they kind of start stalking in on him, closing in on him in a corner. Jake rips off the sling, and he starts, you know, uh-huh. punching people in the face. The and place he, pop. Oh, my God, it went insane. Yeah. And... He was just, you know how he jabs people. Like, yeah. He, like, stomps his foot at the same time. And he's just like, pop, pop, pop. Uh-huh. And everybody's going down, wraps one guy up for the DDT, does the whole signal in the air. People's like, yeah. <laughs> he drops him. Yeah. So the good guy gets up and thanks, Jake. Um, so this was kind of at the end of the night. And then Jake had the microphone. It was going to close out the show. He was thanking everybody for all the support. And you do a better impression. But he's taking his time. And he's very soft. For when he's, wanna, so when he's talking thank soft. Thank you for all the support. And shame. So everybody's like dead quiet <laughs> yeah. because he got to hear what he's trying to say. Sure. He's a legend. So we're all listening. And out of nowhere, some guy's like, fuck you, Jake. <laughs> and everybody's like, boo. And Jake was so mad because there's kids there and stuff like that. And that's really not the time and place to even say it to him while he's there. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> and he, he, he said, maybe young man or something. Don't use that language here. There's women and kids and all that kind of stuff. Making him real feel bad, you know. 
and he's like, I want you to get the hell out of here. You don't, you don't deserve to be part of this show. And yeah. Security grabbed him and is still kind of quiet. You could hear like the gym door open and they threw him <laughs> out and you hear the gym door slam and everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> And I think they even swore, like, F that guy, F that guy. Which is ironic. Yeah. He's swearing. The, uh, when I've met, I've uh, done met Jake, and then I've seen other people meet him. What's cool what he does, it's kind of funny. So you get your picture with him, you'll do your po- whatever you want. He's like, hey, we got to do one more. And he makes you do the double middle finger with him. So yeah. that's pretty funny. He does that with everybody, too. Uh, let's get right now into our first interview of the show. This is with Carrie. And you can follow him at CollarXElbowWWE. He has ghost. He's been in our show a million times before. He's always front row at the big shows. And he's got some cool stories about meeting people, not only like Access and WrestleCon signings, mm-hmm. but at uh, the VIP events. Like he got to go like a breakfast cruise with like Bailey and Doe Jose and, and stuff like that. So it's, he's got cool stories. So we will hear him. And here is Kerry. And he's an awesome friend of the show. Make sure you're following him. CollarXElbow guy. Here's Kerry. Okay, we have a friend of the show who's been on a bunch of times, super awesome guest for us, Carrie. You know him better. He's either the Squared Circle Guy formerly and now at Collar X Elbow Guy or at Collar X Elbow WWE on Twitter. And if you want to help support Carrie and everything that he's doing, you can head to collarandelbow.com or the collarxelbow.com. Not sure the exact website. He can clarify for us um, and pick up a t shirt or sweatshirt, whatever they have for the Collar Elbow Clothing Blend. Use the promo code CARRY, which is K-E-R-R-Y, to save 10% on that. Carrie, did I get that right? Anything else new and exciting for you? Oh, well, they just added the Mick Foley flannel collar and elbow shirt on there. So <laughs> I'll have you, to check that use out. My co- use my code to save 10% on that. It just came out this morning. Well, there you go. Well, that'll help people. So I don't know if anyone else has noticed this or you have. Like the WWE shop designs, I don't know if people are just like using Microsoft Paint to design shirts now. But the new Foley one is really bad. It's just a thumb. So if you want to support a Foley flannel style, head to collar and elbow. So, yeah, plus it, it looked more like Foley and looked look more official. Exactly, exactly. Might be good for Halloween. Yes. Uh, I'm having carry on today because when I thought of doing this show idea of meeting wrestlers and stories about meeting wrestlers and autographed quality and all that, I was like, well, I know a couple. I know one guy that's probably met more people than I can ever count, and that's you. So we'll have you talk about that. Uh, speaking of Mick Foley, I'm assuming you've met Mick before. Oh, yeah, a few times. So uh, I'll I'll save my story for the show but for for meeting Mick, um, one question I have is: Have you met him as different care variations of Foley, or has he always been Mick Foley in these in these signings you've gotten to meet him? Just Mick Foley. I yep. met him uh, well when his TNA Bound for Glory had the Fan Fest here in Chicago okay. ten years ago, and then at uh, Mania Access. Now, for me, his autograph isn't the best, but no, personal personally wise, like I thought he was. He's super like personal with fans and like willing to shake hands and, and take time to talk to you. I don't know if that was your experience too. Uh, at TNA, no, he actually just blew me off. Wouldn't even look oh, at me. He was, too, wow. he was too busy. He was too busy talking to Terry Taylor about John Cena's dad wrestling to really even notice or say anything. Oh, but geez. then at, at WrestleMania access, I mean, one of the nicest people you ever meet. So I guess maybe just the one time I caught him wasn't the best time. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of what people have to realize too. When meeting wrestlers, you know, there may be something going on you're unaware of just like you or me, if you were having a bad day, you know, someone could catch us and, we have to keep that in mind. Uh, so I guess you could get started. Like, do you have any standout people that you've met? Like, what's like your top three or four or five people 
and all the years that you've gotten to interact with her meeting, whether it be a VIP meet and greet, just running into them, uh, autograph signing, anything like that. What's like your top of the list for, for people you've met? Oh, I mean, Undertaker always be tops no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I mean, I, I, I may have told the story. I don't know how many times of people, but when I first met him at Mania 29 Access, um, went up there and he and I had a mutual friend, uh, the guy who trained him to wrestle and is the godfather's oldest son. Uh, I've known the, that dude for over 20 years. So I was like, so I said, so, you know, you know, so-and-so he's like, oh yeah, yeah. This, and we started talking and we just kept talking and then the people running the line and tried to push me out of the way. And he's like, hold on, I'm talking to him. Leave him alone. <laughs> And he's super nice. We just kept talking about, you know, being back in Dallas and stuff like that. And just super cool and friendly. You know, just, you know, kind of got him to open up a little bit. Obviously, he's a little on the quiet side. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have to talk loud. Uh, no. He's also a guy in the recent years has been doing more signings. Uh, but mm-hmm. before that, it was really rare. So that 20 on access VIP setting, I remember, was like a hot ticket for people to get. And I think you got it with a package probably. But I remember, like, it was, yeah. it was tough to meet him. Oh yeah, no, that and Cena, like the two top top ones that year. I think that's one of the first times he had done like an actual. Well, he had done access before, back when you could pay fifteen, twenty five dollars, and they got, yeah. got everybody. You know, back then you got Hogan, Rock, or any of them, just about Austin. Yeah, just, I mean, they were I mean, they were card the lines tables. Same, yeah. yeah. But still, that's crazy. I remember that too. Like the first, like I think, like what at seventeen or eighteen. Seventeen, yeah. They mm-hmm. had it, and it was kind of new. So, did you go to that one at seventeen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, I went to that. It was, just, it was just, it was just insane. It was like twenty five bucks. I mean, the the attractions back then I thought were better because you got you know the, um, you know the Hearst, you got McMahon's cemented Corvette. I think you had um, with the blown up DX bus and some other blown up vehicles they had. Yeah. Uh, eighteen, you got the. Uh, Ambulance that Hogan used to drive. Um, the, the rock got smashed in by the truck from Hogan. Um, you got if you had if the line wasn't too bad. You got to like do a magazine cover mock with Hall yeah. and Nash. I think they printed you out a copy of that and just but, different stuff. And that was all inclusive too. Like you paid your twenty bucks and you got all that. Well, and for the exchange rate, for me, it'd be like fifteen dollars U.S. <laughs> That's crazy. And like you've been every May since since seventeen and. It's just like you've seen the evolution of what the Fan Fest and Access has become, and it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger every year. And this year, it's going to be in in New York, Brooklyn area. I'm, have they announced where it's going to be yet? Where Access is going to be? No, I keep hearing di- different stories. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, sometimes Access can be overwhelming. If I go this year or in next year, probably I go like Thursday night when it's slow. Yeah. You can get- or people, I did like how this year they put up on the screens who was signing where. That was like the first time they ever done that. Yeah, right, we, we that off, was a big, big help. Yeah, because all right, we're off top. We're talking about conventions here, so let's go back to meeting guys. So, Undertaker, obviously, it's a great story. Any what, what else? What's like some of the other top guys and girls that you've gotten to meet over the years? Uh, I've met Roman a few times. I'm just surprised he actually remembers me. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. I was surprised, and same with and even and same with uh, New Day. I'm just surprised. I'm like, you know, who the hell am I? I'm nobody. You know, you meet thousands upon thousands of people. Yeah. You know, like uh, even like, even the revival remember me from the performance center, and I was just kind of surprised. And I said, I'm not trying to make it seem like you are stupid. It's just like you meet so many people. Why would I stick out versus others? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, you're you're at all the you're at the, a lot of the big events, and even the small ones, you're you know raw or whatever. And and I'm sure they they notice because you're right there. You know, they're sometimes they're outside. You know, after they get thrown out of the ring, and there's you pounding the <laughs> pounding the guardrail in their face. So maybe that's how they remember you. Well, well, and I, well, and I will say, um, it was kind of, I was kind of surprised. So for our package this year, SummerSlam, we got to do a, a river cruise for a few hours, including okay. like you know all inclusive of food on the mimosas and we had uh bailey and noah jose on there yeah and as, as, I, was, I was kind of caught off guard i was walking towards the boat she's like there's my guy there and then i got on the bus she, or no, got, we got on the boat and sat down she's like there he is right there. that's my guy right there i'm just like 
damn, okay, you remember me too? <laughs> well, that's cool. Uh, so you've got Undertaker and you've got uh, New Day you mentioned and the, the Revival people that have remembered you, which is which is cool. Um, yeah. You know, that's that's happened to me a couple times with like some like independent wrestlers that I've met over the years, and that's a lot easier for them because I'm meeting as many guys, but it's still kind of a cool feeling. Oh, you remember me type of thing. Exactly. Really cool oh, feeling. yeah. Well, as I Austin was another fun one because he rid me. Okay, let's hear that. Let's when when and where was this? This at the Russell County, you know, it was like the photos. Yeah, yeah. Did, everyone did the photos, and then you got to do the autograph. Well, I got to do the photo. Apparently, I blinked. He started calling me out for everybody. He said, "Oh, thanks, because of this asshole right here, you ought to wait longer." <laughs> thanks, asshole. And you know, just, I was like, "Ah, oh, now I'm just messing, just ribbing you." I was like, oh, "Okay." He was a guy. He's like, he was trying to get everybody to boo me too. <laughs> he was a guy too. So when they announced that, you know, Austin hasn't done a signing, and I don't know how and long in God years. Knows how long? Yeah. So they announced it, and it was a big deal. And I'm like, I wonder how this is going to run. Is he going to be kind of like off-putting to fans? But he was in like the best mood ever to meet everybody, and I was super oh, happy to hear that. Oh yeah, he was all he was amazing, super jovial mood. I, I was a little surprised, honestly. So I don't know if you saw this. So uh, we could you meet him on Saturday or Sunday? Do you remember? Because remember they did like two signings for him. Yeah, I think the first thing they did, they announced was for Sunday morning, so I got that. Yeah, I, knew I had nothing going on. Right, right. So we got the Saturday like at noon, and it it, it ran late. Whatever it happens, you know stuff. High spots oversold their photo ops, which no one was surprised for, you know, because people are paying a hundred bucks a spot, they're going to sell them. But anyway, they they brought us up and they said, "Look, to go faster, no customizations. Austin's going to sign whatever." So my buddy brought up the, a bedpan for Austin to sign, and Austin right loved it. He popped huge, and he Did tried to walk. It? No, I'm still here. You still there? Up. Oh, you still there? Hold on. I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we just lost it for a second there. We're good now. Uh, but Austin uh, signed my buddy's bedpan, and as he was walking away, Austin grabbed me, get back here. I know they said no customizations, but screw this. He wrote, oh, hell yeah, I'm there, and to his name and all that. So, uh, nice. Um, that's another fun stuff. You mentioned how Undertaker kind of like told the handlers, like, hey, piss off. You know, I'm talking to him. If oh, you, yeah. Have you had any other situations where that's come up where the talents told, like, the people, hey, chill out, we're, we're working with the fans here? Um, well, when I when I met Seth Rollins at Mania 32 Access, yeah. um, the, when they were in, I think it was the October 15th Raw or something like that, October, I forget, whatever the date was, in Chicago, um, I caught a shirt. It's the first thing I've actually ever caught from anybody of all the years I've been going. That is shocking. Maybe because they throw it too hard over your head. They usually do, yeah. Or, or you know, if there's kids around, I'll, sure. I let, you know, let yeah. them have it. Right. I don't care. You know, uh, and I'm not going to fight over it. Like, if you want to go ahead, I don't care. But yeah. it came right at me. I wasn't even kind of pinched. I saw something come to my face. And I just instantly grabbed it. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. And this shirt is soaking freaking wet. Yeah. Um, and then so I got in line. I asked the lady if I could have it personalized. She said, no, you can't do it. And I went to her and said, excuse me, sir. This I've been going to shows for, a, you know, 20 plus years. This is the first shirt I caught from you back in October for Raw. Would you mind putting, you know, Raw Chicago on the date? He said, no, I don't mind. Go ahead. Yeah. The lady yeah. got a little mad, but it's like, you know, it takes an extra 10 seconds. Who's like, you know, come on. Yeah, I get it. Like, they can't do it for everyone because people sometimes like, could you write this and this and this and this? But it's oh, cool yeah. when the talent knows, like, hey, you know, I'll give you a second here. Uh, oh, no. yeah. And we were talking about you know, the Square Circle restaurant and, yeah. and Lisa and stuff like that. And, you know, I even got Cesaro. He's doing – sometimes, you know, they do just photo ops only. Yeah. That same access. I, I caught his shirt the following week at Dallas Raw, and I had the shirt and a pin. I said, excuse me, sir, 
um, I know I'm not supposed to, but would you mind quickly signing this? And he's like, if you got a pen, sure. Yeah. You know, and like, they're like, okay, whatever, just do it. Yeah. Just, just keep going with it. Uh, yeah. We, now there's obviously differences that people know between access and like WrestleCon or I was talking about Starcast earlier. Um, and then you get to do some fun times, fun stuff with these packages. Now you mentioned like the riverboat cruise. There's also stuff where you kind of do like a pre-show like reception with wrestlers type of thing before, like buffet-style food and meet and greets. Have you gotten to do a lot of those lately? Oh yeah, well normally like for SummerSlam and some others, you know, we got the breakfast in the morning, yeah. a buffet, and the wrestlers meet some of those, and then the dinner reception, the the bar and the food, you know, and then some wrestlers come by, you know, take pictures, autographs, stuff like that before we go to our seats, and that's always pretty cool, just because also you're in the building for anybody else, and you can, you know. A lot of times get to the souvenir stands before even the crowd gets in the doors, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and you're, it's cool uh, being in an empty arena. <laughs> oh, that too. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that, and sometimes you can hear in practice. You know, actually, off offsetting, I actually got to do an interview with some of the digital and package people uh, right before NXT, and yeah. I got to hear practice. Like, do you want to watch? I'm like, no, 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 I don't want any spoilers. You know, and you can hear the tag team people, uh-huh. tag title match going on, going over stuff. It's like, no, 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 no. No, no, I don't want to look. I don't want to hear. That's you know. pretty. Uh, that's pretty tough. I think I. I don't know if I'd be able to turn away, but that's a that's a good way because you don't want to. You're there. You don't want everything to be ruined for you. But that's that's pretty uh, tough of you yeah. to, to turn it away. So good on you on that. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. What about? Uh, so we we've talked about a handful of, like past super, or I'm sorry, current wrestlers and superstars. What about any like legends that you've gotten to meet over the years? Your Ric Flair's or Jake the Snakes or or anyone Jake's- like that. Jake's always been pretty cool. Whenever I've met him, uh, Flair, I've never met the man sober. Not uh, never correct him on his memory. Just if he's wrong, let him be wrong. Um, <laughs> Sounds like you got an example of that. Well, he was talking about. Um, so we were one of our events was like a wine tasting thing, and oh, that's um, perfect for. Well, we, it was perfect for Ric Flair, let's say. Well, of course, so well, so of course he's the one that volunteered. Of course, he was Sergeant Slaughter too, and yeah. uh, he had Fifi with him too, or Flair did. Yeah, and so we also had other activities you could do. And ours, we picked rock climbing, but the thing was coming in late. And like, well, shit, I'm just gonna hang out with Flair and Slaughter, a few of us, and hang around the table and listen to tell stories. He was talking about the time he wrestled Mick Foley. Uh, you know, SummerSlam in 2007 in Boston. I was like, and I quickly, I was my friend. I think he means 06 in Boston. Yeah. You know, and he said, oh, he said 07 DC. I said, I think he means 06 Boston. And he shot me that, you know, if looks could kill, look in his face. <laughs> Speaking of slaughter, so I met him at uh, uh, Starcast this past week, and I had him uh, customize. My dad is a, is a retired. Uh, he's in the army and served in the Vietnam War, and is a Purple Heart. So I was telling Slaughter that. Like, could you customize a thing for my dad? He was like, yeah, absolutely. He wrote a huge thing for him. Thank you for your service and all that. His autograph is one of the best out there, I think, because he does like a little character of himself. I don't know if you've ever seen Sarge's autograph, but his is one of the best out there. His is pretty cool. And I, and I, and I would say Undertaker is too. I really like that. He writes, he signs in big and you can, it's legible. And his is a beautiful signature. Yeah. Uh, Austin was on uh, with his podcast a couple weeks ago with X-Pac. And they were talking about signatures. And Austin said, you know, back in the day, I, you know, when I had a million signings, I would sign everything just 316. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, now, he's like, I don't do as many. I find Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm like, well, I'm glad I got the full autograph for this WrestleCon. I've been kind of a little upset, but just in Austin 316. Oh, yeah, I noticed that, yeah. Um, like, for, like when he did the, the WrestleMania plaques, it was always Stone Cold Steve Austin. His is a nice signature, too. It is. He takes time with it. Uh, what's, well, I guess that'll, we'll transition to that. What are some of your, your signatures that, that stand out? Like, what's some of the best guys? Like, because we could talk about the bad ones because some of them are so bad they're funny. Oh, like, yeah. Let's talk about some of the good, like, the better ones you've, you've had over the years because you've got a million things signed i know you've got a 
a wall of pretty sweet memorabilia you tweet out sometimes. What's some of the, the fun stuff you've gotten, or the, sorry, the fun signatures you've seen? Um, I say, like, you know, Charlotte has a cool one. Um, Charlotte, oh, um, Trish Stratus has, I, I like, you know, hers isn't bad either. Yeah. Uh, Finn Balor, usually he'll put something, you know, like Finn Balor, if it's Demon King, like a little face and, you know, AJ Styles is a decent signature when he puts in, like, he'll add in, like, the phenomenal one. Yeah, with the stars. Mm-hmm, yeah, Triple H isn't bad. Sometimes I'll add, like, you know, the game, Triple H, or sometimes it's just HHH, depending on, you know, what kind of mood they're in. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, you mentioned Ric Flair. His is actually pretty good. Like, he'll yeah, write, his, Rick, his is. He will, he will take the time and write it out and write 16-time champ, which is pretty cool. Yeah, as, uh, you know, Jim Ross and Lawler do the same thing, like, you know, really sign their name, but, you know, Hall of Fame 07 on it. Yeah, that, I appreciate that too. You know, because some guys like like uh, who's a who's a terrible one. Uh, uh, Mick Foley's isn't isn't good. Uh, what's a, what are some of the bad ones you've seen? Because sometimes those are so hilarious. Well, well bad or sloppy. I mean, Both. All, all, all honestly, all of the Shield because they just put their initials D A. You know, S R R R. You know, that's all they do. Yeah. You know, I mean, I get it. If you have a million, that probably probably makes it easy. Right, exactly. Uh, Bailey's has got a pretty good one too, because hers is she's got the big bright signature, so hers is pretty good too. Uh, yeah, hers is Sasha's. Is, Sasha's in bad either. She's not like the dollar sign to make it, you know, kind of more being character. Yeah, I think uh, probably my top one is going to be Bret Hart's because he writes oh, his full name out too. Oh yeah, and he put, he'll put the four dots for for his kids yep. on there. I don't know if you've ever gotten Ken Shamrock's signature, but it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. Beth Phoenix is actually pretty nice, too. Okay. Yeah, these are ones that I have to look up because I always like, you know, a lot of people that I follow on Twitter are in, like, are in like wrestling figure collecting, and they're huge in getting their figure signed. So when they tweet out pictures, it's interesting because they're always debating what color pen should I use and all that stuff. And it's interesting to see, like, which ones are on there. So I'm going to have to look up those ones. I haven't seen those ones yet. Uh, Edges is a good one, too, because he'll write yeah, the it- rated R. Yeah, Edge is, Edge is pretty cool, yeah. He's, he's another, another another super nice person to meet, too, is Edge. Very friendly, very outgoing. Yeah, I never met Edge before, but he's on my list. So next time he's at, Every time he's at WrestleCon, though, his line is just, like, insane. So it's it's tough to meet him. Oh, yeah. But he's always, like, super personal, friendly. I met him first time, Mania 18 Access. You could take a picture with the old-school wing belt. Yeah. You know, so I got a picture with him holding it, and then they gave you an actual custom picture and a custom holder, and I took it to get it signed by him at last year's Access in mm-hmm. Orlando, he was like, oh, my God. God, look how young I used to be. And I said, yeah, look at me, too. I've aged. I'm ugly. <laughs> that's funny. That, that's cool to have that, That you know, it was 18, 18 to what was it, 34, 33, you uh, said? Uh, 33. Yeah, that's crazy. That's for how much you blink and you all of a sudden it's almost going to be 18 years from that day. Oh, I know. Next year, well, it's 36. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, it's, so it's funny, side story. So with yeah. that cruise thing we did with uh, – Bailey and Jose is actually pretty cool because they actually hung out at the tables and we got, we actually did a conga line around the boat. <laughs> and, he, and he and Jose talked Bailey into going and she, and uh, so we were also we were up on the upper deck, kind of you know looking at the Statue of Liberty and stuff. And she decides to FaceTime Sasha. And she gets on and she says, "Sasha, I'm with fans. You have to be nice. No attitude. <laughs> no, no attitude. Yeah. Well, there's that famous picture of her in the airport with the fan where she's pissed. And I and I get that. And that's just yeah. meeting people in the airport. And I think people need to realize, too, with, like, someone like Sasha or Bailey or, like, these girls, like, if they're by themselves, they're pretty small. And, like, you've yeah. this big burly guy, hey, give me a picture and a hug. It's a little intimidating. Like, back yeah. off. Well, and also they're tired as fuck, too. It's like, you know, I mean, I mean, when I met Sasha, she was super nice, signed, a, a couple, signed an extra thing for me for my friend. She had no problem doing that. Very personable. Yeah. You know, um, you know so, I, you know, I granted, I, 
at Survivor Series this past year and last year in Houston. They put us up at the same hotel as them. You know, they definitely were like, they were, she was nice. She was like, you know, sorry, this is my time. I'm with my husband or whatever. Yeah. And But it was fun seeing them get drunk and the sloshed in the bar and stuff and <laughs> how they really act. And, Sounds like uh, Eric Bischoff this past weekend at StarCast. When I met him, he was, I don't know if you've ever met Eric Bischoff. I have, but not not drunk, but yeah. yeah. Well, what, I don't, what was your experience? He was like a little serious, but he was like super nice talking with me, and I appreciate Like, I think since this podcast has come out, he's like grown to appreciate his fans a little more. Um, but I, he was super nice when I met him. Yeah, he was super nice. Cause I, um, before the Rumble 15 of Philly, they did the Money That War debate, you know, Bruce Pritchard versus uh Bischoff and with Jericho as a moderator, and so you got to you know the VIP ticket, you got to meet and greet beforehand, get autographs. Yeah. And it was very cool. I was like, "Where are you from, Chicago?" I was like, oh yeah, I used to live down so and so. I was like, "Yeah, I know what that is. I've had patients down there." I was like, "Oh yeah, what do you do?" And this and that, and you know, Bruce Pritchard was also very personable to at two. Yeah, for sure. And I think when I met Bischoff, uh, we talked a little bit about Halloween Havoc, and he's like, "Tell mom that was his favorite pay per view," and we just talked a little about it. So it's cool to get like little tiny moments with him, like you mentioned with the Undertaker, even with this, just "Hey, where are you from?" type of thing. Uh, now, this show we generally focus on positive stuff, but I always got to hear out of all the people you've met, what are some of the couple of like duds or people like, "Dude, what's your problem?" type of thing when you when you met him or her? Okay, um, it's, this mostly I'm trying to. Think. It's mostly ties back to Mania 18 because I uh, didn't do the package, but the hotel I picked, I picked it was right by, connected to the uh, a convention center, which connected to the Sky Dome, which is why I picked it. Yeah. And, you know, I walk in and I see, you know, Hall National Xbox checking in and realize, oh, shit, they're all staying here, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so um, this is a Thursday, and so no one really knows it there at this point, but come Saturday, Saturday night, all the fans know. And so there's, you know, security's heightened. You got to show your key to get the elevators and this and that. They had a lower lockdown, a lower lobby that was locked down that, you know, fans couldn't go down, just wrestlers only. Yeah. Well, Saturday night, you know, wrestlers are starting to come up from the lower lobby up the escalator to the main lobby, you know, because they're going to dinner with, you know, their wives or whatever. And so, you know, so Nash comes up and, you know, he's like, sorry guys, we're running late. Got to go. Taker was the same way. Jim Ross, you know, took time to take pictures Jim Cornette's a camera hog, loves the attention. Oh, yeah. Older. We'll but talk Jericho about him in a his, second. <laughs> so Jericho comes up and with his wife and his son, and people are asking, you know, hey, got a picture, I got an autograph. And instead of saying, you know, hey, sorry, guys, we can't, we got to do this, he would just ignore and turn away and yeah. try to turn away until the fans circled him, basically forced his hand. Yeah. It's like, why were you such an ass? You couldn't even say the same thing. Hey, sorry, guys, we got to go. Come, right. come on. Well, maybe he was playing his heel character at the time. Let's give him a little bit of the benefit of a doubt. Uh, that's, sure. that's but at that point, the... he could have been played a heel and been an asshole. No, leave us alone. Or, you know, he could have done that, too. That's not the first negative Jericho interaction I've heard. So not that's a little not surprising, I'd say. Yeah. If someone met him. Someone was telling me they met him in Dallas at, at, at Access, at a, you know, <laughs> when he's there for a signing. And they're taking the picture, and uh, he was like, hey, could we do a picture where, you know, we're pulling the belt apart? He's like, no, just come on, man. Hurry up and take the fucking picture. He's yeah, like, no, he's also a germaphobe. He won't shake hands either. I mean, that's fine. I get it. You know, people get you sick. You can do the fist pump or whatever, but yeah, I get it. But, yeah, oh, yeah, he was definitely not the most personal person. That even at access, I'm like, well, dude, at least you're getting paid for this. You ought to at least fake a smile or something. <laughs> maybe, you know, do maybe, something. Maybe he was hungover. He's speaking of like Bischoff and drinking. He's always out there having something at the bar. Oh yeah, and then uh, see uh, Stacy Keebler, not the, not the nicest person around either. Yeah, uh, uh, Taz, I got an elevator with him. It's just simple. Hey, how's it going? How's your day going? He just arms crossed, head down, just go, <laughs> like doing okay, having a fun time. 
Well, have a good day, sir. <laughs> Come on, Taz. You look like a cab driver. You're lucky I mentioned I recognized well, it, you. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's like I wasn't even trying to get a picture. Of I was just yeah. doing my. Just mine was like you know. Well, it's like that Survivor Series after NXT. I'm going to my hotel to my room to quickly drop off the chair. You know, Bailey and her her man get on. I'm like, hey, how's it going? You having a good night? Yeah. What floor are you going on? Okay, cool. Y'all have a good night. See you. You know, just something yeah. simple. Yeah. You know, because I'm, I'm trying to get back down to the bar. My friends are holding a spot for me at the table. I want food. I want to drop this stuff off. And... <laughs> yeah. The uh, another thing I guess you could probably give tips on this is more like at like etiquette for like approaching people, particularly at like cons. So at WrestleCon this past year in New Orleans, you were there where it was just kind of insane because they put the whole damn thing in one ballroom, which was the size of my basement almost. And yeah, that was bad. It was it was rough. So uh, I I was seeing a lot of wrestlers just kind of walking around the lobby, and I was I just say hey what's up you know and people are going up saying give me get a picture let me get a picture I'm like they're here guys to to charge they're this is how they make their living so you got to go upstairs to pay for it. Exactly. Type yeah. of thing. So that's like a, a big etiquette, like a little bit of a pet peeve of mine when I see fans doing it. Like, come on, go, go. It's twenty bucks. You know, everyone's got twenty bucks to go take a picture. Come on. Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's like someone made a comment uh, with the all-in thing. It's like all you people are talking about. Oh yeah, indie wrestling. You got to support it. You're the same ones probably pirating or stealing or illegally, you know, streaming it. You know. Right. And uh, there was. Uh, I, I know. I don't know how much you're following or not, but it was pretty funny that there the. Behind the scenes of the All In show, they had a being the elite thing. The Young Bucks and Cody were talking, and they were showing like about the the stage and like the LED lights and how expensive everything was. And like I like I hope when everybody sees this, they realize why we were charging a hundred dollars to meet all three of us because <laughs> we have to pay for all this. Oh yeah, oh, oh god yeah. So it's funny stuff there. Um, that shit, that shit's not cheap. I mean, you know, you got to put no. a deposit in the building. You got to pay your crew. You know, if you're in New York, so you have to pay a union crew, double the crew, and it's expensive to rent the buildings, and it's just. A lot that goes into it. Uh, so you've met a lot of guys. We talked about your favorites and girls and all that. Before we wrap up, what's do you have any left on the bucket list of someone you haven't met yet that you want well, to? Well, technically, I've met all the McMahons. I just don't have a picture with Vince because I got turned down twice. Were you at the VIP Triple H Stephanie thing where they told everyone Vince was going to be there? Yeah, someone someone from the arena staff came out and said, "Look, Stephanie, if she can't make it, Vince is going to replace." And so, but they said that they made it the way they made it seem was like it's not 100 percent official. Yeah, but they said that would happen if Stephanie couldn't make it because I know they they were coming back. At least she and Triple H are coming back from uh, Tampa or wherever for Nightheart's memorial service. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So well. Yeah. And so it, it, yeah. So now yeah. So that's what. The, but you know they also could have been dicking around too. No one knows. So yeah, but yeah. I, I would not have been problem. But fans got they got disappointed. Piss off. It's not Vince. I'm like, well, your ticket says Stephanie and Triple H is what you paid for. <laughs> well, I I know people were a little upset too because everyone's like, well, let's just go to the merch table and buy all these Vince Funko pops. They did. <laughs> hey, what, what a good marketing ploy too to sell because also those Vince Funkos that weren't selling sold out. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that was part. Like, we got a whole truckload. Let's sell these. Hell, you never know. Should give them a tease to see what happens, and they fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. So, besides Vince, anybody else out there? I mean, you between all this, everybody's pretty accessible now. No one's really seclusive anymore. No, I mean, I've I've met Linda. She's super nice and friendly. Um, I met her right before the Rumble '01 in New Orleans. I got there early and got to my seat, and she was talking to one of the Hebners, and I said, "Excuse me." I was like, aren't you supposed to be comatose in a wheelchair? <laughs> and she was just laughing. She's like, you know, how you doing? Where are you from? What do you do for a living? What brought you here? How long have you been a fan? You know, stuff like that. Super, super nice. And Shane's the yeah. same way. Stephanie's the same way. Um, you know, Vince was nice. When I, two times I approached him, it was just, Did you know, you, you don't meet. run into you him in like a hotel or something like that? How would you meet him? It was the same, same hotel that um, we were staying at. He was there, too. And I heard, you know, I think it was Shane or Michael PSAs. I was on the phone with Shane. and said, hey, Vince is coming down now. 
Uh-huh. So I thought, well, let me just kind of slowly walk over there and just, you know, quickly ask. But unfortunately, other fans rushed over too, and he's trying to get to Survivor Series. Yeah. He's got to prep. Then I tried it again for Raw, and it's kind of the same thing. I mean, not as many fans knew, but it's like, you know, it's best to get him after the show. Uh-huh. So, like, after after Survivor Series, he came in and took pictures. The problem is, I didn't want to be those fans to get from the bar and run over there. And yeah. I was like, oh, you know, I'll get him another time. Well, maybe at some point in the future, him and they'll do a McMahon photo op meet and greet or something with all, su- all four of them. That to, I suggested that Stephanie said, you know, you realize if, if you got Vince to do this with Connor's crew, you'd, ra- you'd raise a lot more money. People yeah. would be dying to do that. Yeah. Or even Shane. Shane never does meet and greets, too. So that'd be oh, one, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. But he was cool, too, in the bar, you know, talking to people, you know. You know, taking pictures with fans, you know, in the lobby and stuff. He's he's definitely accessible and very friendly. Good stuff, man. All right, so what's the next uh, big event you got come up? Is it Evolution? Um, yeah, well, I got, well, I got Raw, Chicago, then SmackDown 1000, then Evolution. Oh, so SmackDown 1000 is probably going to be the bigger one of the three, I think. Although, well, I would say probably so, yeah, for, for the most part. Although, in some, well, in some ways. Yeah, although Evolution will be – I'm looking forward to it. I think it will be a lot of fun. I think it will be well, different and fun. I think it'd be fun because I think you have a lot of this is you know with the women you can have a lot of dream matches you know with yeah. them that that really with the men you don't really get dream matches anymore there's not much left but the women there's so many options and choices that you know you could do this for a few years with multiple dream matches so I think it's exciting. I saw everyone was mad about the Alexa Bliss Trish Stratus thing. I'm like that is the perfect matchup because I don't know if you guys remember what Trish Stratus was, but everybody thought oh she's just a blonde with big boobs and all that. Exactly. And no one gave her a chance. Yeah. The same oh, she's thing. A Model. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, she's a fitness model, but, you know, she busted her ass. And look how successful she became, and Alexa's doing the same thing. Yeah, so it's kind of the perfect thing. So I'm really looking forward to it, and that'll be fun. And then I guess you've got the, you know, the big pay-per-views between now and Mania, and that'll be here before you know it. I mean, yeah, hopefully, so got, got hopefully it doesn't Series. snow this year in New York, huh? Let's hopefully not, fingers. yeah. <laughs> hopefully not, yeah. It's like I got Survivor Series, and they got a couple shows that... You know, y'all, y'all have to watch to see where I'm at. Y'all have to yep. make that little surprise, and he'll, then he'll he'll be popping up. He'll be popping up. Uh, oh yeah. Again, guys, head to Collar and Elbow Brand, and you can pick up a T-shirt or a hoodie or anything like that, and uh, help support. It's actually Al Snow's uh, company, and he just bought uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling down in Louisville, so you can support that as well. Um, he bought, it, I think, right after right after Mania in New Orleans last year. He, exactly, yeah. Pretty mm-hmm. soon after that. And follow Carry on Twitter at CollarXElbowWWE. Use that promo code Carry at Collar Elbow for 10% off your purchase. Uh, anything else going on, or are you just going to head out for the rest of your day like I'm going to do? I just head out. Still got still got more work to do. So the day does day's not over yet. Yes, and it's fall, coming up on fall in Chicago. And for those who don't know, it's probably one of the best times in the year around here. So yes, then followed by the worst time, winter. In <laughs> <laughs> a long, long winter. So let's enjoy these few weeks here. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Here comes the Thanks again, Gary, as always, for coming on. And if you want to support Carry, you can head to Collar and Elbow Brand and use the promo code Carry to save 10% off on any and all items. So that's also Al Snow's T-shirt company, and they've got sweatshirts and hats, all that stuff. Check him out. Uh, after this next segment you and I have, we'll have uh, Brandon Hova on with his story. And his, his him and I chatted a while, so it's a really fun conversation. You guys mm-hmm. will like it. And after that, we will have another little close out story and then we will end the main event will be the sting mamacita clip for everyone to hear so get excited uh so starcast yeah 
We didn't. We talked a little bit about it last week, but not too much. You didn't. You were kind of like not wanting to go when I was telling you, like, oh, I don't want to. I'm like, come on, go, you Dirk, and then I convinced you to go. Well, there were two things. One, I I wanted to go to one of the one or the other, which was the Jerry the King Lawler and uh, yeah. Jr. thing. But when I told you that, like, that's tonight, I'm like, well, then I guess I'll go to start. Yes, because <laughs> <laughs> it was like four hours away. <laughs> yeah, I was in Rosemont. Yeah. Well, no. When I told you that those were the, those yeah. were the two I wanted to do, were you happy? Yeah, it was fun. You had a good time. Yeah. All right. I, uh, one of my favorites when we were walking because we walked back and forth to the building at least like fifty times. Right. We're on one end, go to the other end, go to the other end. We're yeah. Just back and forth all day, and we kept passing like the same people, the same tables. And when I first saw Noel Foley, she was there, kind of like in the in the in like the, main, the lobby. Yeah, like the main little center like area, like the check in of the hotel area. Yeah. So she's there with a friend. And I'm like, "Hey, Noel, you know how you doing? This and that." She's like, "Oh, hi." And I'm like, "You don't know me." She's like, "Oh, I thought I did." <laughs> so I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Could have got a free picture. <laughs> yeah. And then I was thinking, you know, every time we pass her, I'm just going to say, "Hey, Noel," <laughs> which I didn't, but Freaked that would have been out. fun to do because I passed her maybe I don't know at least ten times. Right? Yeah. Creep her out. Yeah. Uh, the first meet and greet I had was with Cody, Brandy, Brandy Rhodes, Bernard the Business Bear, Burry the Drug Free Bear, Fat Ass Mata, and Masa. The Masa, and the main event of Feral the Dog. And mm-hmm. this was, this was like the longest line we waited in. Uh, yeah. For which was kind of funny, and you know, Cody was like, and they like, there's one guy like move it, move it, like. Kind of being a jerk about it, but like Cody and everyone was cool. There was like, move it, make some room. We gotta get some more guys in yeah, here. Yeah, the Brooklyn Brawler was yeah. was running this thing, and what was funny too, we were in line. You're like, man, that Starcast backdrop is crooked. They better fix that. And also, Cody's like, hey, let's let's turn around and fix this. So yeah. he caught it. So good for him. He's dressed up in a suit. Pharaoh was super well behaved, being a dog with all these people. So if you have a picture out there where your backdrop is like. Half in the picture yeah. and half not. <laughs> Tag us. Yes. I, want, I feel bad for those that got that picture. Right. They got there early and to meet him first, and then yeah. they got the crappier picture. But it's okay. Uh, and it was also cool. So there was there, this was strictly a, a meet and greet picture. There was no f- autographs. Mm-hmm. But one guy in front of us made a custom brandy pop. Like yeah, a brandy it was pretty pop. nice. And he's like, can you send this? Like, oh, yeah, absolutely, for sure. Nailed it. So they took the time to sign it. Yeah. And I don't know if you ever saw, like, Cody has a T-shirt that's so, so horrible. It says, Daddy Eats First. It's uh-huh. got, like, his picture on it. And a guy in front of us had it. And Cody's like, oh, my God, so you're the guy that bought that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, thanks for buying it. Like, you're the one guy that bought that. Yeah. And we talk, I just, my meet and greet with him was super quick. He was just nice to me. He's like, hey, how are you? All that. And we, you know, we took a picture with him and the dog. And I was thinking about it, like, a couple, this was, like, Right after Cody left the WWE, he was doing like his indie dream match tour. Right. We got to see him at the ballpark. To, he wrestled Abyss. Yeah, right. And we could have just walked up and bought some an autographed picture with him. Like, eh, 20 bucks. We don't want to do that. Now, like, he's top demand guy to meet. So we yeah. probably should have done that. Right. But, you know, what are you going to do? Well, that guy that had the uh, the custom Brandy Rhodes uh, Funko Pop figure. Yeah. I made a joke at the time. Like, that looks like Sapphire because it, it was polka dots and, and uh, you know, a black pop yeah. so i mean that looks like sapphire that's terrible <laughs> and then i felt bad when i was watching all in they were doing the introduction of brandy Rhodes, and she actually did wear the polka dot yeah. gimmick and i'm like oh man i felt bad because i didn't realize that that's what she wore because i always guy. see her in like dresses and yeah. you know just fancy stuff like that i never seen her in the polka dot mm-hmm. stuff so yeah that was cool and then we did a couple other things so you got to meet who did we meet uh we met eric bischoff next yeah and you could tell that story. I don't know how Bischoff was had a few drinks in him. 
and I had an open beer at his table, and he was not happy with his current setup. Well, I, we were there, and we were next, and I had, I brought my uh, sparring boot or whatever you yes. want to call it. Yes, tell them what you got signed. Tell them specifically what you got. This so goes back from, to from our Starcade, Starcade, show. Starcade 96, Bischoff 97. Had, 97 had a match with Larry Zabisco's, uh, you know, wrestler. And if you listen to us that show, we laughed about it for like 10 minutes. Yeah, so Eric Bischoff comes out dressed in, you know, karate pants, and he's got like sparring, uh, like foot pads on, yeah. his, on his boots. And later in the match, Scott Hall, he goes to the corner behind the rust back, Bret Hart's back, and uh, Scott Hall loads his boot with the big steel things. Like the plate, yeah. Yeah, so I tried to find... And then Bischoff kicks the plate, and the plate goes flying out. Yeah. Which is just hilarious. Right. So to to have something specific to him, I'm like, I'm going to get one of those, um, you know, the foot gear. Yeah. Foot foam pant, whatever they're called. The boots, yeah. <laughs> so I got that, and I, I told Steve, I'm like, hey, you know, this is what I'm getting. So we were talking about that, and... Um, I think you just brought a tape. You, you almost yeah. wanted it, the other one, but you didn't, so you got the tape. So right. we get there, and I walk up to the table, and there's no backdrop. He's just standing at an empty table, um, brick wall behind him, and maybe 20 feet to... No, like five feet next to him. If that. Next to him is the Nitro set, and Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez are doing their autograph session there. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And I'm, t- I'm just telling you, like... What, I didn't understand what was going on. I'm, like, I'm going to ask him why the hell they're, yeah. you know, Alvarez and what's-his-name is sitting over there, and he's over here in a dark corner <laughs> signing <laughs> autographs, getting lit. <laughs> so I go up to him, you know, showed him the boot. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> so he signed it. And as he's signing, I said, I got a question. I'm like, why are, why are you over here? And Meltzer and Alvarez are over on the Nitro set. He's like, I don't know, man. He's like, that's a conversation I'm going to have after this is over. <laughs> He was not happy. Yeah. So he signed it and everything, and I looked at it, and after we walked away, I, I was looking at it. I'm like, he spelled Starcade wrong. There's only one R. <laughs> Give him a break. Get yeah. a couple sodas. That's true. So, I mean, it's unique to him, and he misspelled it. So yes. So that makes it even more valuable to me. We, and then I had him sign my Halloween Havoc tape, and I was and I was telling him, like, Halloween Havoc was my favorite WCW. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah I loved Halloween Havoc. That one was great. That was yeah. the one to see. And then afterwards, like, after we both got our picture with him, like, there wasn't too many people behind us, really, because it was kind of weird. It was like a, they had, like, a bullpen area where you waited outside in the room. Then once you got in the room, you got, like, pointed to where to go, which was good and bad. Like, you and got we little, could have probably stayed in there and gotten another line. If we wanted to. Yeah. But. Uh, go meet Alvarez. Right. Why the hell are you guys over here? <laughs> exactly. Alvarez, by the way, really tiny guy. Didn't realize that. Uh just the gall of Meltzer. <laughs> he knows for a damn fact that he has nothing to do with Nitro, yet he's going to set up his crap there? Yep. Does him and Bischoff got some beef in Yes. Have you not, do you not wish to listen to 83 I weeks? I do, but that much where you're just going to take over the man's set? <laughs> <laughs> and then Bischoff is that much of a pushover to go sit in a, well, an empty corner? What's funny is on 83 weeks, he was like talking to Conrad. He goes, I was looking for Bishop for Meltzer all weekend, but he was avoiding me. I'm like, man, he was right he next was right to you for five, five hours. And I, he did say something the other day. He was looking for J.J. Dillon, and J.J. wasn't there. I was going to tweet him. I'm like, hey, we ran into J.J. in the hallway. We he was were, lost. <laughs> he was lost, carrying his gimmick bag with him. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know where to go. Uh, but afterwards, I was telling him, I'm like, you know, I'm like, hey, just so you know, I'm like, I know a lot of times you think that like the business talk is boring. I'm like, but keep doing that. I'm like, because we've all this heard. This is you telling Bishop. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. we've all heard the shoot interviews a million times about the backstage stories. I'm like, it's interesting to hear like the financing of WCW and all that stuff. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and so we met Bischoff, got to sign it, and then we went. I think our we went to Olive Garden after that. Yeah. You know, had some nice it's Olive Garden, 
and then we met Sergeant Slaughter when we came back there. He was super cool. He's not, he's not exactly cheap for autograph, but that's fine. Yeah. I bet Allie, while you were doing that with Slaughter. Yeah. Just to walk up and say, hey, Allie. Allie Impact. Like, yeah. I was trying to remember the her other name to try to be like, you know, an insider. Sure. It's Cherry Bomb, but I forgot what the name was. <laughs> was she nice just saying, hey, what's up? Nice she was nice, you. but she, her eyelashes were so big uh-huh. and they were falling off. <laughs> And then maybe 20 minutes when I was walking outside, she was, like, walking around, too, and I heard her complaining about her eyelashes to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but she was really nice. Yeah, Sarge was cool, has a great autograph, and I had him sign something for my dad who served in the military, and he t- he's like, oh, that's awesome, asking what his rank was, what, what branch, you know, all the other stuff. So that was pretty cool. And then we, after that, we ran up to meet... Who was it? Oh, you you got to meet the beautiful people. Yeah. So why don't you tell that story? That's a pretty good good story because this was, you know, you were trying to tell me about like a story you had with them. I'm like, go tell them that, and you did, and they were yeah. super receptive. So you couldn't tell that story. Well, when we were in one, maybe like one of the vendor rooms, as we were coming out, we would always take a left, but we passed them coming in. Like they the were they, they were down the hall. So if we would have taken a right out of that room, we would have ran, walked yeah. right by them a hundred times. But we didn't. We kept taking a left and then coming back to that room, coming out, taking a left. So we kept missing them. I'm like, I really want to meet them. Because back when I had uh, brain surgeries, like 2010, 2011, stuff like that, like impact to me was more fun to watch because I didn't have cable, so I couldn't watch Raw. So back then, I'd probably watch SmackDown if it was on like UPN or whatever it was back then. But uh, Impact was just fun for me to watch because they would... They, you watched they would, it online, right? Yeah, they would post the shows online, so if I missed it, I would you know go online, watch it, and I'd connect my laptop to my big TV like you did you know se- seven, eight years ago <laughs> right. before streaming. So I would watch it, and the beautiful people were there. It's like Samoa Joe, uh, James Storm, Bobby Roode, Beer For those who don't know, who are the beautiful people? Um, Angelina Love and Velvet Sky. Okay. And I just loved them. Like, they were just, like, mean girls. But I I think I told – well, I did tell Steve yesterday. Like, I have a thing for, like, bitchy girls. Like, I just think they're fun. And I just like their attitude. Okay. And if I can get them to be nice to me, that makes me feel like I'm more in, I guess – I don't know. More on their side, like their good side. Yeah, I don't know. I just you earned it. it. You earned it. Yeah, that's it. So I really wanted to meet them. So I, I went up there. I told them the story, and they're like, "Oh, sweetie, that's so nice." And you know, we never think about the people. Uh, you know what they're going through, and we're just wrestling and this and that. And you know, they're giving me hugs, and I'm like, "This isn't really what I wanted." I mean, yeah. it did. It is, but I didn't want this much sympathy. Yeah, you know, telling them my cancer story and recovery, like watching them all the time. And they, yeah. Help me with wrestling. Like you were, like you were make a wish kid. Or yeah. something. <laughs> so I mean, it was fun, and I said, "Hey, you know, mind if I get a picture?" Because it's like what twenty or thirty bucks, right? Um, I would have paid for it, but they're like, "Oh yeah, come on in." They never asked for money, so they were really cool about everything. So I'm like, "This is awesome." Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. fun to meet them. Yep, and like they retweeted you or whatever. He said, "Nice to meet you, sweetie," and all that. Yeah. So that was pretty cool of them. Uh, then we had to meet <laughs> Brutus the Barber Beefcake, aka. The Zodiac, mm-hmm. the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, and the Barbarian, the Dungeon of Doom meet and greet. So we get into the room, and only Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan's there, just sitting at a table by himself with a beer. Yeah. Like, man, with the other guys. So next to them is the firing squad, and Haku's in it. You're like, wasn't Haku in the Dungeon of Doom? Hey, Haku, get your ass over in this picture. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, eventually, Barbarian shows up, and then Brutus is super late. Eventually, mm-hmm. he shows up. So... We meet them, which was cool. Like I, I go up to them, and I give them my paint pen to sign my tape. 
And the barbarian's got like a heavy ass hand, so he could like push it. Like it's, you know, it's not like a twenties like feather pen. You could just write light buddy, so it like yeah. explodes. Well, the paint pen. If you don't have a paint pen, you got to like push the tip in yeah. to get paint on it. But if it's already primed, it's right. ready to go. You don't need to keep jamming the uh-huh. tip into the paint pen. This guy, you know, what's funny is like so he signed it. <laughs> so he presses the tip in and he's signing it. It's dripping ink all over. <laughs> Which was fine. Like I said afterwards, like, I'm glad it looks like this because like that group was so ridiculous. The Dungeon yeah. of Doom. I wanted to look like this and it, and it worked out perfectly because like his signature like the last end like slid down the end like a creepy like blood it's like all right i like it so then as i was about to meet taskmaster kevin sullivan like he's like i gotta take a call my daughter's call he just walks away yeah so i'm standing there like with the other two with the guys and i'm just kind of waiting just kind of waiting and like the handle i'm like is he coming back he's like oh yeah he'll be right back so i'm just talking to like barbarian he's like He's like, why you get this sign? And I was like, you know, if there's a Halloween-themed group, it was you guys. Like, oh, that was us for sure, man. <laughs> and Brutus is like, what do you want me to sign this as? I'm like, as the Zodiac, you know? That's who I'm meeting. Right. And Put uh, your mask on, buddy. He did, too. And uh, so I signed it, and he signed it. And then eventually Sullivan shows back up, and he's, like, looking at the tape and was like, first he tries to sign it with, like, his black pen. I'm like, no, this pen. Then he picked up like his gold pen. I'm like, no, no, this one. And the barber's like, you want to sign with his pen, man? So then he took it and he <laughs> and, and, and he turned the tape around. I'm like, no, no, sign at the front, like next to the other signatures. And he's like, oh, okay. So he signed it on there. And his signature looked good. He knew how to work a paint pen. Maybe he had a couple beers too. He was distracted. Well, I was making a joke about that cover because he almost looks like Hulk Hogan, or Hulk right. Hogan almost looks like him because Hulk Hogan on the cover yep. has like that little black mark eyebrow thing that yeah. Sullivan used to do. I'm like, have it say, hey, could you sign your, on your pic, on your face? Exactly. Or sign right by your picture on the front. And then uh, Brutus brought like a Zodiac mask, which was basically like if you go to Party City, buy a generic white mask and took put black Sharpie all over it. Yeah. I wonder if he drew it himself or someone did it for him. So he's holding it up. He looks Whoa. like a creative guy. I think he did it. Yeah, super creative with his tight T-shirt. <laughs> his like muscle shirt with his big old body. I think he got me sick. He's like sniffling. <laughs> he He's doing the sniffles, so it gives me a headshake. But I'm j- all jokes aside, they were they were fun to meet, and it was cool yeah. to meet them. It was pretty cool, and that was pretty much our Starcast experience. You know, we would just see other. I just love the environment. We just, just see wrestlers everywhere. Like yeah. we saw Bischoff strutting down the row with his boot cut jeans on yeah. and uh, feeling good. And there was, I mean, there's a p- couple people that I recognize from Ring of Honor or TNA, stuff like that. You didn't know, but I wish you did so we could talk about it. But there was like SoCal Val and yeah. other people. I'm like, man, I'm like, what's their name? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I, yeah, I know other stuff. Not that. I don't know TNA. Yeah. That TNA and old, old Ring of Honor is like what I don't know. Okay. But I'm getting more up to date in New Japan, so I'm getting there too. Speaking of New Japan, let's go to our interview. And he's going to hate me for that transition because Hova <laughs> hates New Japan, hates all that indie stuff, as he calls it. And I laugh at it because it's always, he always park, makes like, does funny tweets on Twitter. Yeah. Like, I think somebody, uh, like when then Ring of, when Ring of Honor New Japan announced like the G1 special for Madison Square Garden for WrestleMania weekend, he was like, mm-hmm. imagine going to this and not take over. <laughs> it was like, I was like, Oh, what are you talking about? It's an amazing show. I just love the troll aspect of it. Yeah. So, uh, Brandon's met. A bunch of wrestlers. He's done a bunch of VIP experiences. He says he's done like 17 of the VIP house show experiences, NXT ones, all the accesses, cons, all that stuff. He's got like tips and he's got a lot of fun stories. And we met up in New Orleans this past year, WrestleMania, at the Fully Posable meetup, the Fig Life meetup. And he's got lots of stories about getting figures signed and, and Harley meeting Harley Race was like his bucket list. He got to meet him. So he's got fun stories about that. So let's go ahead and kick it over to Brandon Hova. 
right, we're out. We are now out uh, to the East Coast, where it is uh, September 14th officially. There, it'll be September 13th here for 20 more minutes. Uh, Brandon Hova, you know him on Twitter as the Big Mark at Hova with three A's, like like double uh, A Aaron Anderson, but one more. Brandon, how you doing? It's it's like double A, but one more. Yeah, it's triple A over here. There you go. I'm man. good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. We were just chatting for like a half an hour. We we're supposed to start this yeah, a while ago. Jeez. But I'm glad oh, we yeah, got. Was... I'm glad we did because that is not the subject at all. What we're t- supposed to talk about today. So, what we're talking about in this week's show, we talked about earlier, was stories of meeting wrestlers, whether it be at cons or out in the wild, as you as you want to say, or or at uh, VIP signings, any stuff like that. So some of your favorite stories and moments and memories, uh, as well as some of our favorite signatures and least favorite signatures, interactions that were so bad they were funny and just ones that were hilarious, stuff like that. So you've got a bunch of stories because you've been trying to meet, you've been meeting wrestlers now for years, and just just give me a random story, anyone you got off the top of your head of, of meeting a wrestler. Who, who was it, when was it, and what's the story with it? Man, that is like the hardest question. But okay. real quick, I mean, obviously, when you talk to me, we we talk figures. That's what we were talking about yeah. before we recorded. So, you know, that's that's a given. You knew it was going to happen. I mean, right. we you know, we started talking about all different toys and and other fun just stuff. Res- wrestling junk, as I like to call it. So, yeah, yeah, wrestling random random like items that from the nineties, like great stuff. You know, yeah, that could be a whole that could be a whole other show. That is going to be one. We're going to do a collecting show. We're going to call ring skirts up. We're going to call. Everybody yeah, else, we're going to tag everyone on Twitter who wants to do it and make a giant group whole, Skype call. Uh, like, it'll just be like everyone talking over each other, and no one will hear anything. It'll just be like, oh, yeah, 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 you know. <laughs> I'll just mute but, mics and decide who's who's talking yeah, at the time. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we should get some sort of buzzer, and we'll just buzz in and say, oh, this is my turn What's to, to uh, chat up here. Yeah. Around the horn, that's what it is. It'll be around the horn. Around the horn, yeah. Around the figure horn, uh, so. But man, I you know just a random story. That's such a hard question. Uh, well, let's start. Let's let's go back to your list. So last year in New Orleans, let's pick a any. Let's pick one from last year in New Orleans. Uh, uh, I, well, my go ahead. my New Orleans highlight was um, I I flew down. I mean, it, there were so many highlights. I, we we had a great time. Yeah. Um, it was great. Great finally meeting you. You know, and and yeah. talking. And, Shout and out to the out fully posable guys there. for putting basically yeah. making a bunch of wrestling. People from all over the country and the world become buddies and friends through this. Uh, the, the Fig Life hangout was yep. one of my favorite things, and uh, you know that was definitely a memory that I'm gonna definitely hold on to for a long time. That was awesome, and it was the first one, the inaugural yep. uh, Fig Life hangout. So we'll do it again next year, but you know the first one is always going to be the best. That's one. true. Yeah. Um, but I going into New Orleans, um, I had a bunch of meet and greets lined up and and signings and whatnot. But um, my number one was um, Harley Race. Okay, I, I've never seen him at a convention, and the couple times I did go to a convention, he unfortunately had to cancel. Yeah. Um. So he was like number one on my list. I went to WrestleCon Friday. I was like, all right, I'm going to meet Harley Race. This is going to be awesome. It was insanely crowded. Uh, nobody knew what line was what, but I had my two Jack's classics figures. I, I was like, I'm, I'm hell bent. I'm going to meet Harley race. And I did. And he was super awesome. Um, he was just like, it, it was so crazy to meet him because here is like the chain smoking, swearing, like badass guy that I, I remember rewatching on the network. And he was like, just like my grandpa. It was so weird. He was yeah. like, so he and. Um, but he, shook he, he oddly looks kind of the same. 
Yeah, he, you know, just older. You know, I mean, yeah. unfortunately, he was in a wheelchair, and you know, I mean, he's he's definitely an older guy, so age is is catching up to him. But um, you know, I, sh- I shook his hand, and we we leaned in for a picture, and he he kind of whispered in my ear, he's like, "Are you smiling?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course I'm smiling." He's like, "All right, good. I just wanted to make sure." And he was like, <laughs> obviously smiling, and yeah, um, but he, it was nerve wracking because we we kind of talked about this before we recorded, but. If you have somebody with like a really heavy hand and mm-hmm. they sign with a paint pen, it's sometimes could be a disaster. Yeah. And, uh, man, Harley Race, I thought he was going to push the pen through the plastic. <laughs> I mean, he, his hand was so heavy and he, you know, he's like a bigger guy too. So I was like, Oh man, here it comes. But signed both my figures. They came out awesome. Uh, did the signature look good? Did he have yeah, a good signature? You know, I mean, looked, you know, he's a little, he's a little shaky. Sure. I mean, you know, it's, it's Harley Race, but. He wrote on both, like, if you're not familiar with the figures, um, one is when he was King Harley Race, and okay. the other is, like, the other is him just in, like, a robe. Um, I think he comes with one of the titles, um, but he actually wrote, he kind of inscribed both of them on the on the King Harley Race. He wrote King Harley Race, and then on the um, other one where he was just regular Harley Race, he wrote eight times for eight championships, and then Harley Race, so... You know, he, he did a good job. I got him in like a blue paint pen and, you know, I, I was happy with him. And that was just like one of my meet and greet highlights from that weekend because, uh, I've never met the guy before. There's very few people that I meet and I'm like, man, this is the first time. Like, man, this is going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he, he was the one that weekend that I've never met before. So I was really stoked on and that. You, and you mentioned too, like him inscribing the king in the eight time. And that's, uh, a big deal. We, we've, I was talking with someone else and about that, about the little detail they'll put into their signature. Like Rick Fleur always writes 16 time on his signature, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. And even though he does a million yeah. signings, it's still cool. Uh, really quick. So I don't know if I told you the story at the meetup at WrestleCon. I was there that Friday too. And we were in line. I don't know when you got there, but before the doors opened, the bullpen area where everyone was in was just a mess. And yeah, I heard it was like really bad. It was just I, I was ins- there, I think, insane. I, think I got there a little later because I went right up, but yeah, it I was mean, even just nuts. to get in the line was crazy. Yeah. But anyway, so we're, what's funny is the bullpen area where everyone was, all the wrestlers had to walk through the crowd to get into the, to the WrestleCon because the elevator was right there and they would go through. So I was kind of, you know, talking to my friend daydreaming a little bit and all of a sudden, like, I'm like, what the hell? Someone ran over me with a wheelchair. Harley Race ran over me with his wheelchair with his foot, which is funny. Yeah, I, I don't think you told me that, but that is awesome. It's, I would be um, honored. But the best part was, like, I looked down, and, like, me and, like, the guy across from me looked at each other. We were like, that was Harley Race, kind of the smug. And then I realized, like, oh, that's Scott and, and Jeff. And so that's from the Fully Posable show. So then yeah, we, like, yeah. met in line. Who cares about Harley Race? Right. It was so funny. Like, it was just, like, that's the first time we had met with them. Like, hey, Fully Posable guys. And we just talked. Yeah. That's my 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 brush with fame with Harley race. He ran over my foot with his wheelchair. I mean, on second thought, my story cannot compare to that. I mean, that's, that's way better. (laughs) I did not meet him though. He was not on my, I had nothing for him saying he wasn't on my list. And uh, as a kid, ironically, I hated him so much because I hated the King Harley race guy. So that was his job. And I hated Harley race. See, I like, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm 31. So like, you know, he, I, I obviously didn't grow up watching him wrestle, but I, I go back and watch all like, you know, the Harley race stuff, the, the dusty road stuff, the four horsemen, the, those guys are like, wow. Like th- that, that was like when it was like a man's man's world, you yeah. know, it was like wrestling and, and uh, you know, you look in the crowd, everyone's dressed up and they're, they, they look nice. And it's, it's, it's such a different time back then. So yep. 
to me, those are, that's really awesome. And then, then to meet those guys now is like, wow, like the, the stuff you must have seen, you know, and grew up doing, it's, it's nuts. Yeah, it's really cool. And uh, when we stop recording, remind me to tell you a funny Harley Race story I heard once um, on a like a podcast type thing, which you don't listen a ton to. Uh, the, oh yeah. <laughs> now WrestleCon and Access are completely different as far as how they're set up and, and the interactions and stuff. Whereas WrestleCon, you have to pay per per meeting. It's a you know a la carte type of thing. So Access that year, I like that a la carte type thing. That's yeah, pretty like much that. exactly what it is. Whereas you know the Access is uh, all you can eat. You know, get as much yeah, as you that's... can in, in your time you're there. <laughs> That is a great, uh, you know, way to explain it to everybody. That's yep. true. So at Access, you went in New Orleans. Any highlights from that uh, Access meet and greet sessions? Or were they all pretty quick because how crowded it was? Yeah, you know, they were pretty quick. Um, definitely met some cool, like, like a lot of, again, a lot of first timers. Like uh, I met the iconic duo. Um, okay. So they're they're the best. Well, at the time they were in NXT when I met them, but mm-hmm. um. You know, I, I love them in NXT. They're doing okay now, but uh, they were really sweet, awesome girls. Um, I met Andrade Cien Almas. Uh, he ruled. Jeez, um, I forget who else I kind of I, – I met Orton um, for the first time. He, he was cool. I shook his hand, unfortunately. <laughs> I was just going to uh, ask that. That's, that's, yeah, that's a yeah, great – that's a joke that kind of terrible, that's great. Terrible move, terrible move. That's um, great. You know, he, he – you you have to when you go into these meet and greets you have to kind of know like who you're meeting like like when I meet Randy Orton I don't expect him to be like over the top happy excited to meet everybody you know I expect him to be a smug bastard like like I ex- just would think he would be in real life you yeah. know so you know when I met him I mean he was quiet he was cool um I got the elite signed that um he, when he was the legend killer okay. Um, and that's that was my favorite era of Orton uh, when he was like just the super cocky, just destroying all the legends on TV. And so I, I had him, you know, sign that figure. And I asked him, I said, hey, could you write um like Legend Killer on there? And I didn't think he would because just his character and his real life kind of blend. But he totally did. And I was super stoked on it. Um, I know his handler, like when you go to Access, they usually have a handler and he was saying no, no, you know, no inscriptions or anything like that. But uh, totally wrote Legend Killer on there, so that was awesome. Yeah, um, you know, so like to me, I had a good experience with him. I'm good. sure somebody else, maybe forty people back in the line, might have asked him for something and he didn't do it, and now they have a terrible experience with him. Mm-hmm. Kind of all a personal thing. Like I've talked to so many people and they've been like, "Yeah, I met this person and and they were not nice. Or they were a bastard when I met him." And then I met them, and they were super cool. So it's kind of like a personal thing. Like, you know, you can't really explain. Like, I don't think every single person is bad when you meet them. It just kind of depends on their day, their mood, who you are, what you're saying to them. You know, I mean, it's kind of like a a totally random thing. You can't can't really explain. Sure. I mean, everybody has good days and bad days and all that, too. Yeah. Uh, It's funny. So with the Orton thing, I haven't met him before, but I was at Access a couple years ago. And I was just kind of watching. I think he was a VIP or a premium VIP, so I couldn't. I didn't buy his ticket. And I was in line. I was just kind of watching him interact. And like with the adults, he was kind of like, "Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up?" But I noticed, like, with every kid, like you know, eleven, twelve, and under, he was making sure to mess with them. They were messing their hair up, taking their time, oh, yeah. joking with them. So that was really cool to see, and that was pretty awesome. Yeah, if you got, if you have like a kid, if you're listening, you have a, like a, a small kid who's into wrestling or. Mm-hmm. Um, if you bring a kid to a signing, you you got the in right there. I mean, yep. they're usually like preferably nicer and, and, and more interactive with kids. 
And if you're the dad, they're just going to be just as interactive with you. So, um, you know, that's a, that's a key. If if you want like some tips for the trade while we talk, um, if you can bring a kid, bring a kid because you you might get in a little. Preferably one you, you know, know? (laughs) not just grabbing one. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just, don't just bring a random (laughs) kid, you know, but, um, you know, don't go looking for them. But if you, if you are a dad or a mom, bring your kid. It's, it, you might get a little extra like time or, you know, just a little extra something. Yeah, and that's and that's and that's cool. Now this is all what's stay, staying in New Orleans. I know this story, but not everybody else does. So uh, you ended up on Bourbon Street with a few wrestlers during your WrestleMania trip too. You want to yeah. touch on that a little bit because that's kind of a funny story. That, was, that definitely was not a, not a signing nope. story or anything. Um, I we were we were on Bourbon Street. Uh, me, Jeff, and Scott from Fully Posable, and we were um, enjoying a beverage or or twelve, and. If you weren't there, how it is is like you walk down Bourbon Street and all the bars are usually have like a like a um like a patio kind of area. Yeah. And all of a sudden we 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 were walking and there's just a humongous crowd in front of this one bar and we kind of looked up and it was all wrestlers. It was like Liv Morgan, um, Tyler Bate, uh, Bray Wyatt, I think. Um, the Ascension were up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Rome was up there. There was just a ton of people up there. So I was like, oh, I have to get up there. Like that, there's no question, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I know Jeff touched on this. We did a New Orleans show on, on the Floyd Poswell podcast. Yep. And he was like laughing. Cause he's like, one minute you were next to me. And the next minute you were just, uh, I looked up and you were on the patio with all these wrestlers. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I, that's exactly what I did. I walked in the bar. I said, Hey, how do you get upstairs? And the dude's like, you go right up these stairs. And I'm like, okay, went up there and there was a security gate and I sucked in all, you know, 300 pounds of me and I squeezed through and I, um, I was just in the party. Like there's, there was no other fans in there. It was like all wrestlers and then their friends. So I was just kind of blended in, went right to the bar, bought a drink, started drinking, acted like it's no big deal and just totally hung out with wrestlers for the rest of the night. I didn't see anybody else that night and it was just so, so random, like talking to him and like, it, it, I definitely shouldn't have been up there, but I, so who, I was. Who, who was a couple of the wrestlers? I know you and Mojo Raleigh were throwing beads at people. Yeah, yeah, like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Me and like Mojo Raleigh were like trying to land. We weren't trying to like throw beads at girls we were trying to like land beads on people's like pizza or like <laughs> or we were trying to like loop them around people's decks as they were walking there you go and we were just like laughing our asses off because there'd be like a bald dude and we'd be like oh let's try to get it on his bald spot so we'd like gently drop it and, but he, you know he would take one step forward and yeah it would completely miss um from going to the shows all the time i i, I see bray wide a lot Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he's kind of like on a on a decent hello basis with me and my wife. So um, he kind of went up to me and he was like, "How did you get in here?" And I was like, oh, "I just snuck past security." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, don't tell anybody." He's like, "You definitely shouldn't be in here." He's like, "But I don't care." And I was like, oh, "All right." And, <laughs> That's uh, great. He was there with like JoJo and um, mm-hmm. y- you know, just it was just so weird to see him just like. Super chill. It, it's the biggest weekend of, of their, of the year, you know, mm-hmm. and they're just hanging out, having beers, being normal people. It, it, it was just so, it's, it was so random. And like, it's stories like that that I love about Mania time and, um, just, you right. know, it's just such a fun week, you know, it's, it's crazy. That's, 
that would never happen if you go to like Backlash in Hoboken, <laughs> New Jersey. Like, it's not going to happen. It's you know? true, <laughs> and and New Orleans was its own beast because. New Orleans is a decently sized town, but everything ended up on Bourbon Street for the most yeah. part. And Bourbon Street's not that it's big. Like, and like Bourbon Street and then like a few side streets off of Bourbon Street and yeah. that's it. Right. I mean there's other stuff in New Orleans, don't get me wrong, but that's where I hung out, you know, pretty much on Bourbon and I ran into a ton of wrestlers like I was yeah. just, I was like on the curb waiting for my buddy to come from the bathroom drinking a beer and Baron Corbin walks by with his girlfriend. I'm like, Hey, what's up, yeah. man? He's like, Hey, how you doing? He's like, Where's the good beer? And like we just talked for like two seconds and then that was oh, it. Yeah. Like, you know, it was just random wrestlers everywhere I looked. It's crazy. And like I know like I, I was out pretty much every night mm-hmm. having a good time, enjoying a cocktail, and like like I saw like Liv Morgan every single night I went out. Like that, <laughs> that girl just partied the entire week. Like good for her. I I mean I don't know how she did in the battle royal, but like man, she couldn't have done good. Like she was just like partying her butt off. You know, good, good for her. Good for her for sure. And uh, yeah, good for her. yeah, for sure. What about uh, uh, so what about the con? So like I'm talking. So you went to just the recently the Toronto Comic Con and like a bunch of other ones. What about yeah. that? What like what's what's uh, some of the con stories that have been cool? Like some of the cool people you've gotten to meet that maybe you wouldn't have normally met because they don't they're not at access or whatever for whatever reason. Um. Well, I mean, of course, you know, you touch base on the Toronto con that just happened. Um, that con was literally built for me, I think. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was AJ Styles, which is yeah, he's cool, you know. But then it was Charlotte Flair, my all-time favorite female wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, the Miz, who is one of my all-time favorite male wrestlers, and then Triple H. I mean, that's the king right, right there. You know, I'm, how do you go wrong? So, and for that to be only two hours away from me was like, wow, how could I possibly miss this? Um, and I'll tell you, like, if you are in the area of Toronto or Buffalo or Niagara Falls, anywhere in the area, every single person that was at that Comic-Con that day was there for the wrestlers because that was like the WWE day. Mm-hmm. Um, the buzz up there for, for SummerSlam is absolutely insane. That is going to be one of the wildest weekends, weeks, uh, of WWE that, that every single person up there is going nuts for SummerSlam coming next year. It, it's, it's insane. So, yeah, I know um, they're pretty anxious to get one. There hasn't been a major pay-per-view in Canada in forever. So they're pretty pumped about it. Yeah. We, I went up to Survivor Series, um, up there, it was in 2016. Yeah, but I think. I think Survivor Series has lost a little bit of the of the you know big fight or big yeah. four feel. At least to me, it has. It's, it's one of the big four. The only nice part is you still get a you get an NXT yeah. takeover. You get the Raw and the SmackDown are usually in the same city, so it still it gives you that weekend long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not like it's not as cool as like the Rumble or you know SummerSlam. I mean, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I totally get your 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 uh feeling on that one i i agree you know it's not not really a big four feel like like the other ones but um but that that comic-con was great i mean it's very rare to see like a triple h signing mm-hmm. you know and i know he does his connor's cure um set with him and stephanie yeah the last summer slams but you know to meet triple h i mean he doesn't do access anymore he's getting to be one of those guys that a lot of people want to meet that they can't meet um, he's he's a little busy now during WrestleMania yeah, week. It yeah, seems. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's he's not just like wrestling at you know different events all the time now. Um, yeah, he's got a lot so, going on. Yeah, he was really cool to meet and to to, to take time and to to meet the fans. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to start doing them more. I kind of get the feeling. Um, he knows people want to meet him, 
so, and I think a lot of people will buy tickets if he does Comic Cons or Access or whatever. So I think, I think you might see him pop up a few more times, like in the future. Uh, but, you know, when you do a Comic Con, it's kind of a mixed bag. I mean, that, that Toronto one was on a whole nother level because that was all WWE day. They were, uh-huh. they did Raw and Smack that week. So they had all the talent right there and whoever wanted it obviously did it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, when you go to like a normal Comic Con, um, you know, you get your mix, you get your legends, uh, you get guys that might be on the roster, but, uh, you know, I know like Wizard World is good for that. They'll usually score like one or two big names. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the Wizard World Chicago, like they always get, I mean, Seth Rollins is there pretty much every time because he's semi local yeah. to the area. So I'm sure he just drives out here for it. Um, but we always get pretty much the current stars for the Wizard Worlds out here. But yeah, and then out here, I went the, once. It's pretty much like a cattle line. It's just move, yeah. move, move, move type of thing. So I was like, yeah, maybe I'll skip the next one. Yeah, that is the only kind of downfall when you go to something that's like a Comic Con, mm-hmm. um, unless it's maybe like a legend who doesn't have a super long line. Um, I know we we have a really big one in Niagara Falls, Canada, every year. And I can go to that, you know, Niagara Falls is a half hour away from me. So uh, I just crossed the border and go to that one. And they get some pretty big names this year. They had, um, Ric Flair, the big show. Um, geez, I'm now I'm going to draw a blank. I, I know they had like, oh, they had Trish and Lita. Yeah. Um, you know, a d- decent, decent catalog there. For a and, while, you know, for a while I, it seemed Trish was like kind of rare, but now she's popping up everywhere doing signings. You know, and you know it's crazy because that weekend I think the only one I've never met was Trish. Okay. And I told her I said, "Man, you're you're like really close. You never never do signings." And she's like, "Yeah, I kind of been like laying low for a while, but now I'm going to start picking them up and doing them more often." But being so close to Canada, I was like, "Oh man, Trish should be easy." But I I never had a run in with her. Yeah, so she was at WrestleCon nice this past her, year. Apparently. Yeah, and that's the thing. When I was at WrestleCon, there was a lot of people that I knew were were coming to the area, like. Like Ric Flair is my all-time favorite, so mm-hmm. um, I've met him, you know, a dozen times. Yeah. But at WrestleCon, I was like, "Well, he's coming to Niagara Falls was in June, so it was only like two, three months away." So I was like, eh, "I'll be all right," you know. I like same thing with Trish and Lita. They were at WrestleCon, but I was like, "I'm gonna get them when they're yeah. a half hour." Why would I pack my figures up and and ship them out there? And that's you know, a- when I could just take the car. Speaking of autographs, so bef- actually before we get an autographs, let's do another thing because I know you've done and you did recently like they do like the VIP experience when you go to a live event, whether an NXT or a Raw or a SmackDown or whatever, they do the VIP experience. So that's kind of cool because it's a little more intimate for you. You get like time to talk with the wrestlers, you and a handful yeah. of other people. So what are some cool stories from who- people you've gotten to meet from that? Um, well, they actually the the VIP that they do at like NXT yeah. um as opposed to the VIP they do at house shows is totally different the the NXT one is only for takeovers and it's it's in a suite mm-hmm. throughout the night different wrestlers will will pop in you yeah. know and they'll kind of in between matches or between like video packages or something um you'll get guys that come in and you just it, it's a small group it's probably only like between 15 and 20 and, you know, you take pictures, sign autographs, do what you got to do. Um, but the only cool part about that is, like, I know a couple people who have gone and, like, it happened to be in New Orleans. Like, Drew McIntyre was up there. And I forget who was wrestling, but he just, like, stood there and, like, watched after yeah. everyone got their their photos and stuff. 
So it was really cool. I mean, you're you're pretty much watching NXT with an NXT guy, you know, yeah. which is kind of cool. Um, that that's a super awesome experience. If anybody is is can drop the the, the money for that one, if if you're going to a takeover, um, it's really fun. The only downfall is you're not really close uh, right. to the match. You know, you're you're in a suite, so you're kind of far back. Um, the VIP for the house show is actually. My favorite of all time signing experiences ever. That is the end all be all best way to, to meet wrestlers. Um, if you, if you can afford to go, I strongly suggest you go. I've gone like, I think 17 or 18 times, oh, wow. something like that. So every time it's in town, yeah. you're grabbing them. Every time it's in town, every time it's near town, I yeah. go. Um, and there's a guy who runs it. His name's Billy Smith. He's, he's the best. Um, he, he takes care of his people, anybody who goes, he, he makes sure they have a, a great time. The whole night is awesome, but it is so low key that you can like, you know, you, you, whoever you meet, you definitely have time to like, say, Hey, how's it going? And talk about different matches or talk about stuff. They, that you normally might not get to it, like access or like yeah. a comic con. It, it is really like, I, and so, if you live in a small town, it's even better. Um, I did one in Erie, Pennsylvania, and the only two people that did them were me and my wife. So who was so, there for that one <laughs> for your, for your um, private for your private meeting group? Yeah, it was literally like a private signing. We we had um, Neville, who was you know there yeah. at the time. This is a few years ago. Uh, Seamus, and then the New Day. That's awesome. Yeah, and it was so cool because like like Neville was signing autographs and stuff for us, and then he's like, "So what's going on?" Because <laughs> it's like <laughs> we had our own like time with them. Yeah. Uh, new day, new day is hilarious. Anytime you meet them. So they were like super chill. And we were talking about like biggie and NXT and all sorts of different stuff. Like it, it's crazy. Yeah. But even if you go and there's a group of people, it's super low key. I mean, you can bring a few things to get autographed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the only downfall is you don't know who you're going to meet. Right. So you kind of got to go there with an open mind. Um, I've gone when it was Bray Wyatt, Charlotte and the new day. And then I've gone when it was. Roman Reigns, the Hardy Boys, and Bailey. So, <laughs> you're all your favorites. <laughs> yeah, that that was at MSG actually. That was a uh, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, and that was like the that was my least favorite VIP of all time because it was my uh, my least favorite male wrestler, my least favorite tag team, and my least favorite female wrestler. But <laughs> um, you know, I, I I stuck it out. I, I had great interactions with all of them, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, it wasn't my cup of tea, but you know, that's okay. That's okay. It is what it is. You know, I mean, that's how it goes, but yeah, definitely. If, if you're, if you're in the mood to have a great night at a house show, uh, do the VIP. I know it's kind of expensive. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like yeah. 500 bucks, I think. Yeah. It kind of depends where you live too, okay. but, um, it, it ranges between like five and seven. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it, it's, it, you, you get to sit front row, you take home a chair, they give you like merch, like little tiny, yeah. like, different merch items that you can never get anywhere else. Um, I, you know, I think it's worth it, but I'm also the, the biggest mark ever for WWE, so <laughs> I'm not a good judge of character. I mean, to me, yeah, I, I'm gonna go every time. But well, it's funny, you know. so you say that. So, like my uh, my buddy Kerry, who's actually getting on the show this week too, talking about meeting people. He does all this stuff. He's a, he's a travel package all that year, and like he I, does I've, all this I've, stuff. I've, I've done the travel package. I've I've had Carrie in different little yeah events I've gone to, and he's a great guy. Yeah, he does them all. 
But he was just telling me, and he was just basically, he's like, you know, I'm like, well, why do you keep doing it? He's like, well, he's like, one, it's great. He's like, but two, he's like, they take care of you. He's like, you're, he's like, I've never felt like ripped off after it was it. Like, no one's mean and rude. He's like, they know you spend a lot of money. He's like, take care of you, which I guess is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I, like, I did that. I've done that VIP so much that, like, I mean, they really do, like, I mean, they let me, like, run around in the ring one time. Like, I mean, they let me do anything. You yeah. know, I mean, it's, they, they definitely, like, they know who spends money and you know if you're a if you're a super fan like that i mean i'm nowhere on carrie's level but uh you know if, if you're like a legit fan and you you come out to the shows and you go it, they definitely do take care of you i mean yeah. wwe is 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 all about the fans i mean you could write whatever you want on whatever blog you want but they really do take care of their diehard fans um mm-hmm. i'm sure they definitely take care of carrie and all those guys in the front row yeah uh, yeah, I mean that's that's how it is. Plus two, the more shows you go to, the more fun you have like interacting with wrestlers. I mean, I've gone to if it's a loop of house shows, I've gone Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and by Sunday they're like, you know, screaming at me like, "Why why are you here again? Like <laughs> what are you doing? Like go home." You yeah. know, I mean, you just you have so much fun. I mean, it's it's it is what it is, but Yeah, it's fun stuff though. Yeah, it's it's great. You mentioned like the like little swag bag they give you. One time I went to a, a smack. This was a I went to the SmackDown the day after Christmas in Chicago, and uh, after for people who want to maybe sit closer but don't want to spend the money, go to SmackDown and then as soon as SmackDown's over for two hundred five live, everybody leaves. You can get to like the second row, which yeah, is what run right up there, yeah. which is what I did. So and what the best part was so the dark match main event was like AJ Styles. And Randy Orton versus and Nakamura versus like Kevin Owens, Sammy and Sami Zayn with Daniel Bryan as the ref. So I'm like front row for like the top wrestlers <laughs> in the world, you know. And I paid yeah. twenty bucks to sit in the, the nosebleed. So that's my tip for everybody. Go oh, that, I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, you're you're 100 right. Yep. Everybody um, leaves. You can go wherever you want, and they don't want the and nobody bothers you because they don't want the te- the seats closed empty. So they want those seats filled. They don't bother oh. you. And and by that time too, security has just sat through like two, probably two to three hours of wrestling. They don't care. Right. Exactly. Oh, it's almost the end of the night. They're like, whatever, dude. Just sit wherever you want. Like, like, and like you said too, they want to have that that crowd look full. Although they do check for those giveaway chairs, even if like someone leaves theirs by, you can't come with it unless you show like the guy you're. At least the events I've been to, they're pretty hardcore about those chairs. No, I've heard stories of, because obviously I have, a, you know, I've, I've gone to my yeah. fair share of pay-per-views and I have quite a few. Um, I've heard of guys like, I would leave in the show and guys were like, yeah, someone didn't want it. And security said I could take it home, but I, I don't know. Like every time I've gone, they've checked tickets and stuff. So maybe, yeah, I mean, either of us, same thing. Lucky, you know, I mean. Some people just got a handsome face, and they're like, "I ah, go ahead, buddy, you know, take it." But <laughs> it depends. I, it's never happened to me. Yeah, and I get, and, I, and it's also too. I mean, we I've talked about this before, but if you're going to Maine and you want a chair and don't want to sit, just hang out near that area and buy one. People are willing to sell because they want to travel home with it. So, well, that's that's exactly the key. You know, I mean, I've I've gone to them and like, I, I back in the day, me and my wife did a lot of traveling together. Um, now she kind of sits out for mania and stuff because. Yeah. She knows I am down in the hotel lobby talking for hours, having cocktails. <laughs> and, you know, she's like, yeah, you go do your thing, you know. Right. But um, for a while there, I was getting two of the same chair because we'd go to the same event, you know. And people would always ask me, like, oh, I'll give you 100 bucks for it. I'm like, you give me 200 and it's yours, you know. And I've made some good deals. And, you know, sometimes I've seen kids that are eyeing them up. And I'm like, here you go, buddy. Just take it home, you know. Yeah. Their, their parents are great about it. 
because I really don't need two of the same one. I mean, sure. as long as I got one to remember the event, um, I'm good. I mean, like VIP chairs, I have like, you know, like 40. I mean, I really don't need all <laughs> you, of those. You, you, know? you got to auction one of those off, do a Twitter contest or something. Yeah, you know, the, pick, the pick only a charity and, and go for it. There's so many guys that want them, and, I, and I'd be super happy to pay or to send them to people, but you're going to pay more to get it shipped than I'm going to want for it. Yep, so it's true. You're really, that's the thing. Like you're going to pay like $90 to get this ship. Um, and then I got people like from the UK asking me for one. It's like, <laughs> dude, come on. Like you gotta be kidding me. Right. Like, you know how much that's going to be? I mean, it, this is, they do check weight and stuff here. You know, this is a steel chair, you know, <laughs> With- but it's like, and, with a lot of the meet and greets you do, obviously, most of the time you're getting an autograph um, with it. Now, you're mostly getting your figure signed and, and stuff like that. So who's got the best, some of the best autographs out of the people you've got signed? Like, who's got the best signatures? Like, current guys? Like, right anybody, now? Anybody. Like, oh. I mean, like I said, I like, for one example, I think Ric Flair's signature is great. I think Bret Hart's signature is, yeah. Bret Hart's is probably the best I've seen. Um, but who are some of your guys that you love, and girls, I would say, that have great signatures? You know, now it's crazy because it's it's basically the, the real good signatures are all the legends. Like, yeah. guys on the current roster now just, uh, you know, they don't really care to sign, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are using, like, initials or, um, you know, c- kind of like a half-assed scribble yeah. name. You know, Seth Rollins is, is brutal. Um, he used to be bad. Now he's awful. <laughs> uh, it, used to, it used to be... Uh, S R I L L. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, whatever. Now it's just S R. Um, Ambrose is terrible. Uh, Roman Reigns is really bad. Oh, man. I want a good one. one. I know there's lots of bad ones. That's right. Some good ones. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, there's just, they're all so bad. Well, what about, like, Uh, Charlotte's got a good one. Yeah. Charlotte has a good one. But unfortunately, now, like, and Charlotte's my favorite, you know, unfortunately, now she's got to squeeze in the flare. So she kind of gets a little jumbled. Okay. You know, when she was just Charlotte, it was awesome. But now yeah. that it's Charlotte Flair, she's, she's working on it. But it, it's still like, ew. um, as far as like clean, uh, Bailey has a great signature. You can yeah. read it every time. Yeah. Um, Ember Moon has an awesome signature. Uh, super clean, spells out every letter. Oh, geez. Um, I mean, I'm still a sucker for like the Undertaker. His is uh, good. He he writes his name out. Like it, it looks like a signature too. I like his. Yeah, seeing seeing him sign, um, I have a I have an eight by ten he signed for me, and man, it was like, it was like he was putting in work on that thing. It was like big, long strokes of just like ink going everywhere. I was like, wow, this is like watching an artist right now. You know, yeah. he was doing it for five hundred people or whatever. But, um, what about some legend? What about all right, let's what, we got a couple good ones. That's okay. What about some of like the yeah, le- legends? Let's some, some older people. Some, Who do we got? Some older people that you love for their signatures. Uh, well, I, I love like you said, Ric Flair's, Bret Hart's, two great ones. Yep. Um, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat has a great great signature. Um, he'll he'll usually write like the dragon on there. Yeah. You know whatever. Um, what have you gotten, Sergeant Slaughter's signature yet? Uh, Slaughter's good, but you know it's the Slaughter is usually just an up and down kind of scribble. He's taking uh, his time now, so yeah. Like it, when I met him, he really took his time, wrote it out, and he draws a little sergeant sergeant I was character just with say, it. Does draw the little character, which is cool, and he'll usually write like um, Eddie's or yeah. you know whatever, like you know maggot, <laughs> or, yeah maggot, whatever you know. 
Um, so that's really cool. It, it's cool when they throw little things in there. Mm-hmm. Um, like edges with this edge has like the stars around his, like the rated R superstar. Yeah. Edge. I know my buddy, uh, like Nick Jacoby got like his, his figure signed. And mm-hmm. when he, he wrote like the rated R superstar, he actually drew the R with a little points, like a star around it, which was that like, that's cool. Yeah. And I, I think when like the guys that are doing the signings, at least for me, uh, like if you're charging like edge isn't cheap to get a signature right now and you're like and a guy like stone cold steve austin is not cheap so i appreciate they are taking the time to write their full name out rather than just a couple initials yeah i mean stone cold was awesome um i just met him at WrestleCon, yeah. and i mean he signed and he would like ask you like are you happy with it yeah which in general it's like i mean i i'm only bringing x amount of items so even if i'm not happy with it i mean what else are you gonna do you give me you know? eight by ten or something yeah yeah, that's true, maybe, but um, I, you know, he 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 took his time. I mean, his signature is is great. It's a little jumbled, but yeah, it's Stone Cold. It, it's awesome. He said on his podcast, uh, yeah, with X Pac recently, he was talking about how he did the WrestleCon signing and how he wanted to make sure it was good. He goes because he's like back in the day, I signed a million things. I just wrote three sixteen on everything. I'm like, I'm glad I got this one. You know, that's the thing. Like, I've seen people, I've seen people get stuff signed by him, like, um from back in the day, like the attitude era. And he wrote literally just Austin three sixteen. Yeah. Which is kind of like weird because it's not even like his name, you know, <laughs> it's um, easy. Though. So I, yeah, I mean, I get it, but I'm definitely glad he puts the time in and signed stone cold, Steve Austin. And you know, because that looks a lot better than just Austin. Right. 3- and anybody could write Austin three sixteen on anything, you know? So, yeah. Uh, but my two of two of my current favorite things, well, one's really old, but my current favorite thing right now is, um, I don't know if anybody listening collects like cards, um, like pro wrestling cards that they sign, yeah, from top. But um, the Velveteen Dream was in, his first card was in the new WWE Undisputed set, and he literally just wrote a V on everything. I saw that, <laughs> and um, I think that is so funny, like. People were just bad mouthing it all over the internet. Yep, uh, I, I thought it was great. Um, I, I understand why he didn't write v, uh, VD on everything, but yes. you know, but the, I mean, just a V is that's like fun bad. That's yeah, hilarious. It's so funny because everyone else, no one will, no one will complain when Dean Ambrose writes DA on anything, but yeah. when it's Velveteen Dream just writing a V, it's the end of the world. Um. But he, I know at Access when he signed, he just wrote "Love God" on everything. So, and, and the guy never signs. Like, it, I, like I just went to um, Brooklyn Four and bought the event poster with yeah. the pictures all over it, and he's the only guy that didn't sign him. That so, is hilarious. You know, it's his gimmick. He's living it. But good for um, him. And then my other real quick favorite story about a terrible signature was anybody who used to go to NXT like in the glory days when. Finn yep. Balor was down there and, and the four horsewomen and all that. Uh, I had a buddy who lived down there and he would go to the house shows and they would have like a meet and greet with like three or four people at every yep. house show. And the one time Sasha Banks was doing it and she literally had a uh, her name on a stamp and a stamp pad and you would put whatever item you want down and she would just stamp it and you were all set. She didn't even pick up oh a pen. Oh my gosh. And it's funny because I know for like one of the takeovers um she pulled that gimmick out and that's how she signed her contract was with a stamp pad uh-huh but that was actually a true thing she was doing at at the autograph signing she was 
stamping items, whatever you put in front of her. Well, I, I guess I think, if she's with the gimmick, that'll work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just so funny to be so arrogant to be like, I'm not even picking up a pen. I, I have a stamp pad. I mean, especially that, back in the day, even when NXT was starting to grow, like I went to when they did their first house show tour to Chicago, like yeah. it was in like a theater that held like 600 people maybe. Um, but yeah, that's hilarious. That they did that. Yeah, I mean, and then, and, and I'm sure too, you look at that card that when you went back then, it's, it was oh, probably. I have the poster stacked. up on my wall now. Like the main event was yeah. Balor versus Corbin versus Cruz, which is fine. And then yeah. Bailey versus Nia Jax, uh, was like the Coleman, it was the first half main event. Sure. Sami Zayn was on the card. I think the only yeah. one who's not in the main roster now on the entire show is Bull Dempsey. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, cause I, I, I went to a couple shows back then and I know he was on there and, uh, I remember seeing him wrestle and thinking like, man, everybody went, got called up. And of course, like Enzo and Cass, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. That was like so star studded back then. You know, yeah, it, it, was, it was nuts. It was Bull Dempsey, uh, versus Elias Sampson is what the poster says. So there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. there you go. Uh, before well, good. It's touching base real quick on NXT. Like yeah. if you do go to the house shows, uh, it kind of ties into what we're talking about. Those guys are so like appreciative and new mm-hmm. that, before and after the show, they usually all come around and sign autographs and, and, and at least take selfies or whatever. Um, we just had a show here in Buffalo and pretty much 90% of the roster came out after the show and signed autographs and, and was really appreciative. So if NXT is in your town and you want to meet somebody, kind of hang out after the show, kind of, they're, they usually travel on one big bus. Um, they usually all come out. I mean, they, they're, yeah. they're used to being in Florida all the time. So they're, they're, more than happy to come out and sign for maybe a hundred people that are waiting outside before we wrap up. So who's on your bucket list and white whales chasing for who you want to meet for, I, for out I right now? This was going to happen. So who you got my man, you know, I, and it's, and it's not to sound like, like cocky or whatever, yeah. but I, I'm pretty good. I, I've, okay. I've met a lot of people I've really wanted to. There's a small list. Um, obviously Vince McMahon is going to be on there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've seen him once, but I was, I got too choked up. I couldn't even say anything to him. <laughs> um, I saw him in a hotel. I was like, Oh, there he is. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, the rock is on there. Yeah. Uh, I, when I grew, when I was growing up, it, I, I grew up in the attitude era and, and, and I was always a rock guy. I mean, mm-hmm. I used to sell rock wind pants and I was wearing them to school and like, I thought it was cool, you know, and yeah. I just loved the rock. I had the, the cheap $10 sunglasses that were gold and like, I, the Rock was my guy over Austin any day of the week, so I would love to meet him, um, especially because I've met Austin. Uh, just to say, like, man, those were like the two icons of when I was growing up. Remind you know? me to tell you after yeah, recording the- a Rock story because I that I can't tell out on, on the air here. So oh, remind me to tell right. you that. Uh, the The Rock and, and and I heard he's so good to his fans. Sure. You know, I, I I know a lot of guys who who live in Orlando and they they met him when he was filming ballers and stuff and mm-hmm. he's just so cool to his fans. So I would love to meet him. Those are, those are definitely my top two. Yeah. Um, two tough ones too, for sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, two guys that, I mean, then again, I always said I would never meet Austin and yeah. he came around. So you never know. Rock, rock might surprise me one year. I think he's going to do like a, probably like a mania or something for Connor's cure or yeah. Just something because I know he he loves the fans and the the fans definitely want to meet him. Um, so maybe one year when he wrestles at Mania he'll do yeah. something. But 
Man, I can't even imagine trying to get your hands on a ticket for that. It's, yeah, that'd be that'd be tough. I've got a wild. I've got a Roxena posters from WrestleMania 28. They made uh, a thousand of them for it. It was exclusively yeah, yeah, available yeah. at the stadium, and I got one of the last ones. And I'm like, if I ever meet The Rock, I'm like, this oh, is what I'm having him sign because sure. I know you can. Cena's doesn't do as many signings, but he still every once in a while will show up at a con. Whereas yeah. The Rock is, although Cena's turning into The Rock as far as movies, so who knows? Maybe. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. I mean, you might want to grab Cena while you can. Right, uh, right. I, I know he was doing access like every year and he hasn't done them like now in a few years, but yeah, yeah he'll show up at like an ACE comic con in like, in like Oklahoma or something crazy. You know, it's like, it's, it's weird how they book those guys. You know, they mm-hmm. just show up randomly sometimes. Yep. But what about you? Do you have a white whale list? Like what? <sighs> I've got like, a bunch. So I haven't met a ton of people. I mean, so my biggest one was Stone Cold. I never thought I'd ever meet him, but besides Stone Cold, it's Hogan. Um, Hulk Hogan's probably one of them for sure. And because for me, I mean, I like a lot of wrestlers, like I have my favorites, but a lot of my stuff, the reason I'll get something or will be into it is because it ties back to me as a kid. And Hogan was like my guy as a kid and Austin and the rock were like my guys as a kid. And Shawn Michaels, my favorite wrestler ever. I've met Shawn Michaels before never gotten his autograph. I mean, the one I have, I paid for online. Because mm-hmm. he charges a lot for autographs. Like, he's yeah. really, really expensive. And good for him. You know, he's getting it, so good on him. But for me, yeah. it's it's not a big deal. But I've met him before. Um, but after Austin, my only guy left to really, really meet is Hogan. And he's slowly kind of creeping out, doing more and more appearances. So I'm just waiting for him to yeah, show up like, around here. He was just in Buffalo, like, over the summer. Yeah. And, yeah, dude's awesome. Like, that's another one. I mean, he, he you could tell he loves the fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because a lot of those guys realize, man, I'm nothing without, like, the wrestling fans. Or, you know, even Rock. I know he's in movies and stuff now, but, I mean, the wrestling fans made him yep. the Rock. Oh, you know? I mean, and it's with Hogan. You know, I mean, there's a lot of fans that stood by him through all that. And uh, it's nuts. You know, it's cool when you get to meet him and you could tell he genuinely enjoys, like, meeting someone at a at a event or a con or something, you know. So who but, is who's the nicest person you've ever met, would you say? You gotta oh, give me man. one or two. I know it's tough because I know who mine is. So I'll tell you mine as well. You think about yours. So surprisingly, the nicest guy I've ever met is Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hands down, not even close. I yeah. met him for the first time at Access WrestleMania 30 a few years ago in New Orleans. And we, we were in line for like the Legends House thing and they were kind of switching people in and out. And when, when we got in line, it was Howard Finkel. I'm like, it's short. I'll wait for him. And there was a, a turn and I'm like, oh, I hope it's Piper. And it was Hacksaw. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I kind of liked him as a kid, but he talked to us for a good three, four minutes. We didn't have to. He's like, oh, where are you from Chicago? He's like, oh, I remember the Rosemont Horizon telling the stories. And he's like, you want to yeah, see my yeah, Hall of Fame ring and all that stuff talking to us. And then at WrestleCon this past year, it was near the end of the day on Sunday, and he was kind of tired or whatever. And he could have easily just signed his thing and left because my buddy got a two-by-four for his kid and um, for him to sign, which is hilarious that Hacksaw brings many two-by-fours around him to different <laughs> conventions. Like, he, if he gets stopped at the airport. Those. I've seen people get those. That's awesome. <laughs> and um, But he talks, he's like, what's your son's name? And he's like, what does he do? For, what does he like to do? And he's like, oh, he wrote, like, he's like, oh, he plays hockey. He's like, keep, he wrote there, like, Hayden, keep up with hockey. You can do it. Oh, and all that stuff. So nicest guy I've ever met for, for as far as wrestler goes. He was so cool and didn't have to be. And, and when you were at the con, did, were you just like, all of a sudden, were someone just like, Oh, and like the yes. whole like people, yeah, that would happen all the time when I see them. Well, what's like, funny that like, Sunday, oh. that Sunday, I was like, "How about one more whole hack?" So I was like, "I'm a little hold out." <laughs> he was tired. Oh, I thought, yeah. But as soon as he said that, someone came up behind me and just went, "Hacksaw!" Oh, 
So he did it back to him. It's like it's like here when when you know the Nature Boy walks out and everyone woos. Yep. You know, it's like he, he, they never get sick of it. But sometimes they're probably like, okay, guys, come on. So who's your who's your um, nice nice guy, nice girl? Like, man, there's so many. There's so many awesome ones. Sure, uh, you can give a couple. I'll allow it. Like 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 current roster right now, my favorite uh, male is is Bray Wyatt. Okay. Um, if you can meet Bray Wyatt, it, he looks so like he would be so mean, and you know he's intimidating, he's big dude, beard, but man, he is like the nicest dude, most laid back. Like you could talk to him. He he's a Southern boy. You know he's he's cool. He's really cool. Like I, I tell everyone, go meet Bray Wyatt if he comes to your town or if you have the opportunity. He he is definitely one of the nicest guys on the main roster that I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Uh, nicest girl. Ah uh, man, Charlotte is is awesome. Um, Bailey is really cool, and I used to boo Bailey all the time, and she totally like changed my mind. <laughs> She's like such a fan. Yeah. Um, you know, like the one time I was wearing, I forget what T-shirt it was, somebody's like like a Stone Cold shirt, and she was like, "Oh, you're a Stone Cold fan, huh?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And she's like, "Man, I grew up watching him." And you know, it's cool when they're like fans and they could talk wrestling yeah. with you. And I, I can't boo her now. I, you know, she's, she's she too cool. You. She turned you. Yeah, she turned me, you know, and she, we, we take a lot of those iconic, um, anti hug. Yeah. Pictures that are, are all over Twitter. So, um, you know, she, she's one of the cool ones. Um, man, Charlotte is really up there. Ah, oh, man. So you got a it, couple it, good it, ones I, there. Yeah. I mean, legends, it, it seems like they're always pretty decent unless yeah. they're, you know, there's a few that aren't. Um, mean Gene is super cool. Yeah, he is. Um, he's funny too. Yes, yeah, he's, he's funny. He's a great guy. Um, I, I actually loved meeting Hogan this summer. I mean, I've met him a few times before, but mm-hmm. like, he's like really talkative, really cool. Um, we were talking about WrestleMania three and and different figures of him because I had a few things for him to sign. And I mean, he was like, he was knowledgeable. He was cool and and very appreciative and. I mean, he was up there for being such a megastar. You know, he was definitely like talkative and and stuff. Like like when I met Undertaker, he was very low key. I wouldn't yeah. say he was mean. He was just very like, "How you doing?" I was like, "I'm a huge fan." He's like, "I appreciate that." And you know, that was about it. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes people mistake that as being like a dick, but it's yeah. not. I'll, you know, it's just it's just their their attitude. You know. Yeah, I, I'm when I, mean, I met Bret Hart, uh, and I'll talk about it in the show too. Like he was really quiet. But incredibly appreciative and incredibly nice to everyone that yeah. he had one of the longest lines at WrestleCon. He got sure. there at 10 a.m. and stayed till 4 p.m. signing the entire time. Never got up to leave. Never, you know, he got up to do his pro photo ops. But that was it. So I was there most of the day, and he signed all day. So good on yeah. him. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, and I think a lot of people kind of sometimes they set the bar a little too high. They expect Bret Hart to say, "Hey, man, how you doing?" Right. Buddy? That's not that's not how it's gonna go, you know. Yeah. Like I said earlier with like Orton, I didn't expect him to be like, "Hey, what's up, man? How you doing today? Are you enjoying <laughs> WrestleMania?" Like I I don't expect him to do that. Yeah, but you know, I mean, he was cool. He was appreciative. He's, you know, sometimes they they can be mistaken for, you know, their kindness can be mistaken for being a dick. So. Right, right. 
All right, so speaking of Twitter and where you can find those funny pictures of Brandon, he's at Hova, which is at H-O-V-A-A-A. If you're not following him already, you probably should. You'll probably get mad at something he tweets. Normally during yeah. whenever a new, new Japan show goes on, he's like, who is this indie marks and all that other stuff? And it always cracks me up, too. I'm only a fan of old Japan. I only like old Japan <laughs> it wrestling. Always, it, it always cracks me up because I'll be scrolling my timeline and I'll see a tweet. I'm like, oh, that's a troll. And then like a few yeah. minutes later, I'll click it and there'll be like a 10-thread comment. I'm like, oh, my God, someone bid on it. Well, just keep you know, going for it. You know, I'm not a fan. I'm not, and that's and fine. You don't have to be. You don't have to. There's no rules. You don't have to be. It's one of those things of, you know, I'm so sick of people on Twitter being like, like that are like, they, they might have a show or like whatever, or like, you know, and they like everything. Like, yeah. you don't like everything. Like, come on. You know, I mean, I understand you can complain about WWE, but it seems like nobody ever complains about the indies. So. I'm just anti. I just don't watch. I mean, I, I'm one of those guys. I'm not a closet fan. I would tell you if I watched, but you know, when when you guys are getting up at three in the morning and watching no. uh, you know, New Japan or whatever, you you joke, I'm but probably... you're going to be up at four a.m. watching that Super Showdown in Australia or some crap, aren't you? Yeah, you know, there I, you go. I stayed up. I stayed up for the uh, that the um, what was the WWE one in Japan? It was like the... Beast in the East. Yeah, I stayed up for that. Okay, you know. so. so. You stay up yeah, for only, only certain people in Japan you'll stay up for. I like it. <laughs> yeah, only when Brock Lesnar's in the main event. <laughs> He's a former IWGP champion. so you, Yeah, you whatever go. that means. <laughs> <laughs> you get the belt online. All right, guys, make sure you're following Brandon on Twitter. Uh, lots of fun stuff. And make sure to follow him, tweet him, and talk about fig life and pictures and um, yeah, all that other dude, stuff. Show me, show me all your collections. I like seeing anything. You can... Yes. Tweet me the figures you find or the your, your collection. Like I was, I was telling you before we started recording, mm-hmm. you recorded a really cool um, video of your basement that you're that you're. It's kind of like a project you're yeah. working on right now. You know. Yeah. Um, I love seeing stuff like that. I think we, as a community, we don't share enough of our pictures of. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, our collections. You know, I, I think we really got to get better with that and just we're all doing the same thing. We're all collecting. We're we're all trying to just. Yeah have a have a great something to look at at night or whatever you know so i think we should all just share more you know and like i find like what's funny is like you think of you when i was i don't know about you when i was a kid like i had like a couple friends that were wrestling fans but everybody kind of grew out of it where i kind of stuck with it and like you'll think like i was the only one doing this type of thing like i was the only one you know doing like matches with my figures while the royal rumble is going on type of thing you know but you hear like other podcasts and twitter's like no everyone was doing that like everybody else was too you just didn't know about it and that's like you know before fully posable came along i remember being on twitter and i would find wrestling toys and i never like tweeted them because Mm -hmm. i'm thinking who the hell that follows me would want to see what toys i just got at toys r us on a random saturday you know yeah but then the fig life community came about and it, it started spawning all these people that were like rabid fans for this stuff and we all became friends and i mean it's it's nuts you can meet someone on twitter and then you know like we talked about earlier you could possibly meet them at mania and you know Mm -hmm. we sit and talk about figures or we sit and talk about wrestling and yeah it's just such an awesome thing that's going on right now yeah it's awesome too like you know like this past week for all in like jeff and his celeste were in town and like he messaged me on facebook he's like hey where you at and like we met up like instantly type of thing and like if I was in Buffalo, I'd be like, "Hey, where are you?" And if you were in Chicago, oh, be like, "Hey, where are you?" Type of thing. So it's it's people. I mean, I love bases all over the place. <laughs> I, yeah, I love Chicago. I, I try to. I, I want to come back soon. I think the last time I was there for was Money in the Bank when yeah. Punk won. 
Um, I got engaged in Chicago. I, I love Chicago. Okay. So, um, well, we're, we'll be yeah, here. You got to get that pizza and you got to show me some cool bars and stuff and we'll hang out. Yeah. Here. We'll be here. I'll show you the cool ones. I used to, I, I don't live in the city now. I used to live in the city for a while. My wife and I did. I had to move out to the suburbs after she, she was on. This has nothing to do with wrestling, but it's my show, so I'm going to tell the story anyway. <laughs> so we were. Um, they're they're going to listen regardless. Right. So it's we, okay. we were on. Um, we were living in, in Chicago in a one bedroom apartment, like you and your wife were. And um, sure. we were looking to buy a house, looking to move. And I was like, I wanted to stay in the city. And she was like, kind of anti city, kind of getting sick of it. And then we were looking at condos and houses, and all of a sudden she comes home. She's like, We're leaving. I'm like, what happened? She was, I was on the bus today, and someone sat next to me with a bag of garbage. She's like, not like junk, actual garbage. So we're out of the city right now. So that was That's the last awesome. straw for her. <laughs> so I always tell that story, and um, yeah, but I, we're, we're I happy where we are there. now. But we're only 20 well, minutes. We're 20 minutes from downtown, so I'm not that worried about it. By all means, trust me, I do not live in the city of Buffalo. <laughs> I mean, I love Buffalo to death, but I would not live in the city if you paid me. Um, I'm in the suburbs myself, but if I want to go down, it's 15 minutes You're away, there, you know, so. I don't have to deal with people with garbage bags full of <laughs> actual garbage, you know, so. Not yet, anyway. Well, thanks, Brent, no. so much. Thanks for coming on, man. We'll definitely have you on hey, It was awesome. Like I said, follow me on Twitter, at Hova with three A's. Um, follow you guys. If, I mean, obviously, if you're listening. Yeah. PPW Podcast. Don't worry. I plug yes. my Twitter over and over again. That's where I, That's we got our right. listeners from. It's pretty funny. Like, yeah, when, yeah. When yeah, I, I saw you doing your little, uh, yeah. like, charts of where everyone was listening from that's that's pretty interesting you know it is and what's also interesting is you can tell where like the troll accounts are from because like nobody in amsterdam is listening to me i don't have 68 plays in amsterdam what the hell is this for? you never know you never know i guess you never know too the internet's an interesting place (laughs) they're trying to be positive out there i guess man i guess thanks for coming on buddy hey thank you for having me i appreciate it do you smell what the rock is cooking Thanks again, Brandon, for coming on. If you're not following him, guys, make sure you are at Hova, H-O-V-A-A-A, for lots of um, sharing wrestling memorabilia what pictures. H O V A A Hova. Okay. So it's his last name with two extra A's. So it's Hova. Like Hova. Arn Anderson. Okay. Double A. And we were talking in the interview. I don't know if, So we were talking before we recorded and after. I don't remember what was in, in the part of it, but we want more people to share stuff. Like, share your stuff. Like, that's why I tried to take pictures of stuff all the time. Like, I want to see all your wrestling crap. I want to see it all. Yeah. I want to share it. I want Don't to know be ashamed. It. Come out of the closet with tell all me, your junk. <laughs> tell me where you got it. Tell me where it's going. All that stuff. I want to know. So yeah. I really, uh, so make sure you guys are sharing that stuff. It'll be awesome. Uh, the last little bit we'll have here, and then we'll transition into Mark's segment. He's a little surprise. Um, the, at, the, you didn't go the next day. So I went the no. next day to StarCast, and I got to meet Lex Luger. And it was cool to meet him. Because he's like he's he's in a much different place now, like mentally and obviously physically. But I I, call, I, sh- I walked up to the table and Luger's a big NFL fan, and this was right after the Bears traded for Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. Like, did you hear about the big trade? He's like, I he's like, I literally just like read about it. He's like, right before you got up here, he's like, he's like, he's like, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. And he's a big Buffalo Bills fan. Mm-hmm. Like, how are your Bills going to do? He's like, oh, it's going to be a rough season, but it's okay. You know, he's like, it's a rebuild. I'm thinking six wins. And then, like, he had the actual WCW belt next to him, so I got to take a picture of that. And that was pretty cool. And I was talking a little bit. I'm like, I got a question for you. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm like, when is someone going to bring back the torture rack? He's like, that's a good question. He's like, I will allow someone to use it. I'm like, I've got to bring that. Yeah. He's like, it's a great finish. I'm like, I know. I want the torture rack back. I've seen people use it, but it not as a finish. you got to bring the torture rack back. Yeah. Like, it's like, ah, ah, ah. Right. <laughs> I love the torture rack. And, oh, yeah. Um, I got him to sign my SummerSlam 93 
tape, and he's got a beautiful autograph. It came out great, and I think he's one of the he's one of the more like classy autograph. Like he writes his whole name out. It's he knows mm-hmm. how to hold a paint pen, <laughs> like yeah. barbarian. Uh, he was a, a really cool guy to meet. So that star cast. And just to go back, I'm sorry. I, I yeah, no, I, I no, go ahead. Included this when we met Bischoff. I said, you know, can I get your autograph on this? He's, and he's like, oh my god, about the the, the boot, yeah, the boot. And I'm like, can you write Starcade 97 on there, too? Because, you know, it's a significant thing. Uh-huh. like, oh, sure. So he wrote it, and that's when he misspelled it. Yeah, exactly. Starcade 97. <laughs> At least he put the right year. Yeah. Like, could you put Starcade? like Starcade 99. Damn it, Bishop. <laughs> Where are you going to display that thing? Just on your shelf? I'll take a picture of it. It's already kind of displayed. Okay, cool. Yeah, sure. You're you're like collectionary. I like it. Yeah, as it as it grows significantly, I'll share more. But if I just take a picture today, it's just like one or two new things. It's hard to even tell. I asked everyone else this. Our two guests today. What is who's like on your bucket list? Are you like your white whale? Like I would really like to meet wrestler X. Like who is it? Mick Foley. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I met Mick Foley a couple twice. You know, yeah. when I met him at. At WrestleCon, and I met him uh, in the airport. So He was such a big part of the attitude there. I don't think he gets enough credit. He might even say he doesn't deserve any credit, but he was just so great. I mean, he yeah. Just, I watched him in WCW, and it started with him and Big Van Vader, so I liked that storyline. Yeah. Vader was just a monster in WCW, so to see Cactus Jack like just get beat down and keep getting back up to get beat down again, it was hard to like find anybody else that had that kind of... Um, I guess, fortitude type thing, just to keep getting back up and getting beat and just take the fight to Vader. And they were just such good matches. I mean, they were violent, too. So knowing who he was as Cactus Jack and then having him show up as Mankind, I thought, was a great transition. He wasn't Cactus Jack Mm -hmm. in a mask. Like, he actually changed his personality, the way he spoke and squealing and pulling. Just everything about it, just, like, complete 180. I'm like, this guy is awesome. Like, just as an actor, I think. Um, So the Mankind thing... With the mask and the brown gimmick and all uh, uniform and all that kind of stuff. And just, you know, then the dude love and then the Mick Foley and mankind in, in the white shirt, the corporate Mick Foley and just everything about him. I loved it. So he's your guy to meet. Yeah. For me, I said this earlier, it's Hulk Hogan. Like, he's pretty much the only guy left. And we can go to the beach shop. Maybe. He's on the NWO reunion tour. We'll yeah. see if that's going to come to town. I can't imagine how much those tickets are going to cost. But he's kind of the only guy left, like legend-wise. I want to be. I do have a regret. I could have met uh, Ultimate Warrior a few years back. He was doing a signing at some local show around here. Mm-hmm. This must have been 2010, and he was charging 75 bucks. And I'm like, man, that's ridiculous. But like looking back now, like for a picture, an autograph, to talk with him would have been worth it. So that's kind of a regret yeah. for me. But back then, that. that's a lot of money for sure. I mean, I was still working, but I mean, 75 bucks. It's a lot of money now. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's there's not a lot of people I'd pay seventy five bucks right now for an autograph. You know, but the thing with spending money, it's like it's nice to think I'm not going to spend it, but after you spend it, it's like no big deal. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess it depends what your financial situation is too. Yeah, you know, um, there's people that you t- being a wrestling fan and being a fan of anything that requires collecting mm-hmm. is like all about managing your expectations and what you want to spend and not spend and all that stuff too. Yeah. I mean, even even if you budget and you're like, well, I'm not going to spend it on this because I want to pay for this wrestling thing. I mean, I think people do that all the time, whether it's wrestling yeah. or something else. Anybody else on your list that you would like to meet besides, like, Mick Foley? He's just your last guy. Yeah, girl, he's probably the last girls. guy. Well, I mean, I'd like to meet uh, Becky Lynch, Bailey, yeah. Sasha, Alexa. Like Alexa the, Bliss is coming to the Comic-Con here yeah. in, in October. Maybe, Maybe we'll go. Maybe. Yeah. I'm thinking about bringing Penny. 
Yeah, because she likes Alexa. Oh, you Bliss. should bring her. And it's only she's only five. Bu- Patty's only five bucks yeah, with I mean, my ticket. Five bucks. But I, I I don't know. I feel like she'll get overwhelmed as a three year old at a we'll put her on her shoulder. She'll uh, maybe she'll have a good time. Maybe maybe you put, guys put are her on that cape or put that cape on. Like C two E two cape. C two E two cape. All right. So here we go. We're going to wrap up with our last guest, which is an audio clip from our friend Mark Caruso. He's at Mark Caruso two sixteen. Uh, I'm going to play the clip. And then I want to come back really quick to because it's a little hard to hear. Mm-hmm. So just in case you guys missed it, uh, so here it is. Here's Sting hearing, playing, telling Mark Caruso why he said "Mamacita" at the end of Starcade 1997. Sting, how are you, sir? Good. So I got some friends that did a podcast, and they did a recap on Starcade '97. They wanted to know why you said "Mamacita" after the match. Do you get that a lot? <laughs> I think it got me a lot. Yeah, I said more than once. You did, but it's real hard to understand what you said when you're watching it. Do you know what you said? Yeah, I know what I said. Oh, me too. All right. I said, Gerbert has a motor. Okay. Why? For any reason or? Nicknames for my two sons. Oh. I see if was my ex-wife, not my ex-wife. Okay. That makes sense. So as you can hear there, he, he sting, awesome. sting got a little chuckle from it. Uh, if you couldn't hear it exactly, he asked him why, and he goes, do you get that a lot? He goes, yeah, I get that a lot. And someone was like, do you remember what you said? He's like, yeah, I remember what I said. And I thought he said, heck yeah, I remember. Yeah, and he was saying, you know, the two, two other things I said that you couldn't really hear on the broadcast were, to, Nick, were like names for my son, for my kids. And then the other one was a nickname for his ex-wife, his ex-wife at the time. So okay. there's your, there's your it is. He gave a shout out to his family. So the Stinger loves a family man. Uh, this was a fun show. Really it appreciate, was. really appreciate our guests come for coming on this week. Again, Mark Crusoe, 216 on Twitter, uh, at Carrie at Colorex Elbow WWE and Brandon Hova at Hova HOV. Really coming through and making this show fun today. It is, man. It's a long show, but I think you guys will enjoy it. And I will do the giveaway on Monday. So follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. And Eric, anything else? No, that's it. Cool guys. We'll see you next week.